Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? It is Wednesday night. Blood and Guts just wrapped up, and we're back for another episode of the Chick Foley Show. Let me start by introducing the stars of the show, Sheena. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I think the show should have been called Blood and Butts, don't you? Wouldn't that have been a better name for, for tonight? Wow. No? Okay. Marco, no? Come on. Marco, we're starting on a low point. Take it. Take us up, man. How's Come life on. in Massachusetts? Uh, yeah, it's, it's going good. Um, I actually second that. I think we should call it Blood and Butts. That's right. That's my yeah. man. That's my man right there. Yes, Jeez. I saw I saw parts of uh, Dax and QT that I never knew that I should I shouldn't be seeing those parts. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I'm currently at, t- accepting applications for two count them two new hosts of the show. <laughs> These guys are uh, my name. Corn- my name's on the building, pal. Yeah, cornball extraordinaires. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, but uh, Sheena, go ahead and if they do want some more of you guys, uh, you know, dad jokes, um, tell me where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, uh, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And you can always join our Foley fam over on Patreon at ChickFoleyShow.com. We just were uploading our Royal Rumble watch along. We did Royal Rumble 1990 this week, and it was a lot of fun. We were joined by the fig god Jordan Wells. And uh, yeah, it was definitely a step up from the from the previous two Rumbles that we watched because we're starting all the way. We were starting 88, working our way through all the Rumbles. So yeah, this was the first like real high point that we've had. Yeah, we had the iconic showdown, the first showdown between Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I literally thought Jordan was going to start crying on air. He was so excited to watch this back, even though he's probably seen it about 35 times. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun and head over to Patreon to check that out. Uh, speaking of social media news, we had, you know, Marco blew up on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, we got to ask, Marco, are you like a card carrying member of the Nightmare family now? I mean, I believe so. I think I am now. I mean, I think I'm a full fledged member now. I'm a part yeah. of the. Uh, Part of the uh, the family I'm with Pharaoh and and Brandy and, and Cody. I'm just exactly, we we yeah. have a yeah we have an official new friend the friend of the podcast friend of the show. You know, yeah, tell them about uh yeah tell them for those that didn't see it tell them about uh, what happened on Sunday. It was Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Sunday afternoon on Twitter, Marco. Tell them about how you blew up. Yeah. So Sunday, um, I uh, hit up hit up Sheena. She did a um, the night before. She did a uh, IG live unboxing of the, uh, the new TNT champion, Cody Rhodes, uh, ringside exclusive figure. Um, it was about, I think it was about like 17 minutes long. Yeah, so like, yeah. obviously Twitter, they don't let you like put a 17 minute video up. Um, it only lets you like cut it down to like two minutes essentially. So I was like, I was like, Oh, I'll just, I was like, let me ask her. I'll, Cause you know, like, like I said, Twitter, Twitter is no man's land. You're like, it, it, <laughs> once you put something out there, you're, you're susceptible to any and all kinds of comments. Yeah. So I made the due diligence. We, we, ain't scared, we ain't scared of no social media trolls. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, hey, are you cool if I post this video of you doing the unboxing? She said it was cool. So I uh, I uploaded it, but I did like a two minute clip, like right about the time where she was going to unbox it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, so I posted it, and then sure enough, I was like, I think it was, it was obviously it was Sunday, so I was like, I just threw it up there and just didn't think anything. Went of on it. about your business. Yeah. Went back and. Uh, Went on our Facebook group and seen that uh, I think uh, Jordan Jordan Wells actually posted that Cody responded to the video and I was like 
It's like, what the hell? So he wrote like a pretty much like a, a paragraph. Yeah, it wasn't like, even <laughs> just the retweet. He did like yeah, a quote. He, he, he did watched a quote it tweet. and like, yeah. yeah, he watched it. He thought about it. You know, he actually gave a really thoughful response. Like, yeah, call, called awesome. the Chick Foley brand out by name. I yeah. was like, wow. Popped out his head being uh, popped out of the yeah. package on accident. What was the final numbers on the, the view count and impressions or whatever, Marco? Oh my God. It was uh, the, the view for the video. It was like, I think it's like at right now 10,300 views. That's and I awesome. think uh, I didn't get to see what the uh, impressions were, but they they were close to a hundred thousand impressions. Jeez. Dude, we had we had a yeah we had a big social media week. I thought I was doing the most because I got like a I got a comment from Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's I was right. like, oh man, I've peaked. Like this is it. Like you know, I got <laughs> I got a comment from Stone Cold Steve Austin on my broken skull post that I posted on Instagram, and then Marco comes in with the freaking knockout punch. You know, we got freaking <laughs> you know AEW uh, coming in knocking out Stone Cold Steve Austin. So yeah, I was like, wow. And then uh, to like the cherry on top of the Sunday was Jeremy uh, oh, Jeremy coming in. He had some. Actually, very, very kind words. Yeah, yeah, put, a, put yeah. you over double. Yeah, he had some he, very yeah. kind words for Sheena on Twitter. So thanks again, Jeremy. We love everything that Jazz Wars is doing. And again, thank you guys for the huge contributions to the toy drive last year. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, so Blood and Guts ended. They would also mark the start of the Foley Picks League in our Patreon-exclusive Facebook group. So it ended up being 15 of us that signed up for this round. We're going to be picking every major show from now till SummerSlam, and we're going to have running standing. So... Even if you're not participating, you know, definitely keep up with it because it's going to be a lot of fun seeing who takes home the prize. Uh, funnily enough, you know, out of the five matches tonight, not one person in the group had a perfect, um, you know, a perfect card. So we're definitely not sitting the world on fire yeah. with our predictions. Uh, <laughs> but that's also a compliment to AEW for how unpredictable their shows can be. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm cracking up looking at the we had for like a bonus prediction guess Britt Baker's opponent for tonight. And there was some serious wishful thinking going on. You know, like me personally, I put Riho. I thought maybe they'd bring back the first AEW champion or AEW women's champion to kind of build her up for her match at, uh, at double or nothing. We had a couple people picking, uh, Tessa Blanchard, you know, of all people, there were some Thea Trinidad picks. And obviously, you know, we ended up being the the legend in the making, Julia Hart, which I don't know about you guys. I didn't even know that she existed before uh, before that match tonight. Yeah, they made sure to mention that she is not of the, you know, actual heart bloodline, you yeah. know, the, the official heart bloodline, <laughs> I guess I should say. But yeah, keep it locked in the Facebook group. And again, uh, follow along. If you didn't get a chance to sign up for this round, season two of the Foley Picks League is going to kick off right after SummerSlam. We want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley on all purchases at Ringside Collectibles, the number one retailer worldwide for wrestling figures and wrestling figure accessories. Uh, I think that's about it for housekeeping. You guys ready to get into it? Let's go. All right. So first off, I do want to welcome, we got a special guest with us here tonight, the host of the Coming Down the Aisle podcast, John Swallow. John, how's it going tonight, man? Oh, yeah. Freak out, freak out. Nobody freak out. It's not the macho man, Randy Savage. It's the macho man, J-Bone. And I'm here to take Chick fully straight to the top. Oh, yeah. Take it. What's up, folks? Wow. That is... I mean, we can just we can just end the show there. That was... We peaked, right? Like, that was... Like yeah, the I think we could... Yeah, I think we need to start getting John to go back and uh, record all the reads for all of our various ads and stuff. Yeah, he's given, bit, uh, he's given Marco an impre- a run for his money on his impression. Impressions, dude. I'm like, who's going to be the official oh. impressionist of the show now? I know. I yeah, know. Marco with some gimmick infringement now. 
I know, right? Well, you know, I ain't, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes, but I am the Cajun dream, J-Bone, if oh, you will. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> John, welcome to the show, man. So uh, for those that haven't had a chance to listen to your shows, give us a little background info, man. How long have you been a wrestling fan? Oh, man. Um, since I can remember... Uh, my, one of my very first memories, I remember my, uh, watching WrestleMania 5, probably on VHS. Nice. Probably, it was probably sometime after, but my first live pay-per-view I remember watching is WrestleMania 6. Uh, same here, man. Yeah. Same for me. Champion versus champion. Title for title. It's yeah. the ultimate challenge. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I just like, when I was, actually, when I'm watching that, 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 uh, that intro package on WrestleMania six, I just like, I was hooked. I remember, I vividly remember exactly where I was. I was like four years old and vividly remember where I was sitting down, just like, Oh my God, <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> uh, so I was, I, I definitely, definitely. Uh, so been going on about uh, almost 30 years plus now. Nice. So, nice. Any, yeah. uh, any breaks there? Or has, has it been a constant in your life? Yeah, I have a couple breaks. So unfortunately I had a, the smart idea when I was 13 years old while on vacation to uh, put on Monday night raw. This is knee deep in the attitude era and who pops up on the screen first while we're on vacation as a 13 year old was Val Venus Oh, oh God. Man. Mom did, did not, your mom see it? Oh, mom dude. did not like it. So, unfortunately, it was Nick Sale on the WWFA, and uh, so I was like, "Well, can I at least watch WCW?" She's like, "Well, does it have the same kind of stuff?" And I was like, "No." And WCW that that time was taking a downslope. So that was like my like. Uh, but like, as I got a little bit older, like probably three, four years later, I was like, I don't care. I'm, I'm going back to it. I'm watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so I missed about three, four years later. And then when I was deep into college, a uh, couple years here and there. But uh, I've been like locked always and come loaded. Back to it. Yeah, I've been locked and loaded for since 2011. So I've been nice. in it. So. Yeah, we took about a 10 year break. And yeah, then 2014, 2014, we really came back. We got back. back in it hardcore. I, yeah. It's funny you mentioned about Val Venus. I've, I've I talked about tell, it on the yeah. show. Yeah, I've talked about it on the show before. I used to always change the channel anytime Val Venus started coming on TV if my parents were around. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he was definitely over the top, man, even for. Uh, even for the Attitude Era. Yeah. So tell us uh, another question we like to ask any guests we have. What's your all-time favorite match? Whew. Oh, man. Uh, I got a s- couple different ones on top of my head. Probably the one that, and I, I know this is one of your favorites, Seth, but uh, kind of going back to where y'all were talking about Stone Cold, but Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. Best match ever, Oh, yeah, man. yeah. It's just, I mean, you can't beat it, you it's, know? You can't um, argue that one, yeah. Uh, so I have a little fact of my own. So this is of course, a long time ago when Twitter was going on. I got a little interaction with stone cold, uh, on the, on the Twitter machine way back when I am responsible for teaching stone cold, Steve Austin, how to hashtag. Oh, I've, I've seen this. I've seen you talk about this before. Yeah. Yes. I am responsible. So it was like whenever the Zack Ryder was taken off and he did the, had the broski headband and, uh, I said, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta reach, you know, you gotta hashtag that, you know, are you hashtag, are you serious, bro? And he said, well, damn kid, I can't do Marco, but, uh, like Marco does it. <laughs> damn, damn dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't know what the hell a hashtag is. 
And uh, I, I swear from the, the next week he was hashtagging. I even asked him on his on his podcast. He's like, yeah, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> nice. So anyway, so yeah, Steve Austin, though, he's really cool with interacting with his fans. So, But yeah, I would have yeah. to say uh, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. It's you can't beat it, you know, with yeah. the with the with the turns and the just the match, just the technical ability. It's you can't. It's got it all, man. It's got technical wrestling. They yeah. they brawl all around the stadium, and then yeah. yeah, you got the drama and the storytelling. So you even got a guest referee, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, Ken Shamrock even added a little bit to the match too, man. Yeah, just hell of a match. Um, and then before we get into this week in wrestling, tell us a little bit about the coming down the aisle podcast. Uh, yeah, so I kind of just started it, um, just, just to kind of pass some time, you know, I, uh, I, I kind of, what I do is I interview some, some of my family members, kind of get their reaction to some, some stupid wrestling stuff. I remember I had, I had my brother on, we watched the uh, model versus Jake, the snake blindfold match. And he's just like WrestleMania what, seven. <laughs> what, what am I watching here? <laughs> uh, just some random stuff, but then I'll, I'll get, of course, you know, some, some diehard fans on there. I've got, I've had a, uh, you know, Georgia Smith on. Yeah. Um. So just a couple. You I know. love, I love the concept of watching along with people who like either don't watch wrestling or have never watched wrestling and just getting their like, you know, knee jerk reactions to what they're seeing on the screen, especially for some of the like more outlandish stuff. Like I would, I would, I think that's just an awesome concept. I, uh, I, I want to get my, uh, so Mother's Day is coming up. I'm going to go, I live about an hour away from my mom. So um, I want to get her on for Mother's Day and have her watch just something ridiculous. Uh, I was kind of thinking maybe the Kennel from Hell match or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so that she could just be like, oh, God, I, I don't get why you watch this. <laughs> yeah. You got the uh, the hog pin match with uh, oh, Henry yeah. Godwin and Triple H. It's another another classic gimmick match. The right. uh, the crybaby match with one two three kid and Razor. Oh Ramon. yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, poss- the possibility is really endless. You could do the uh, dog kennel match as well. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but I've got some uh, pretty fun guests kind of lined up. Uh, on Monday, I'll be interviewing Wrestlebotch uh, from Ryan Ryan from Wrestlebotch and. Uh, Couple of other little, little little tidbits, some little things I've got uh, in the fire, but it's mainly like a fan-driven podcast where just like you know, fans can come down the aisle and experience what a podcast is about. Yeah, so. I like, I right. love it. And along with all the rest of our partners, we will have a link right there in the show notes to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast. So check it out and subscribe. Mishina and Marco are all big fans, and uh, yeah, you're gonna have some fun listening to it. You guys ready to talk blood and guts? Let's roll. So Blood and Guts is in the books. I think overall it delivered on the hype, um, but I'm going to let you guys get into the details on it. Sheena, just give us your overall thoughts on the show uh, in general and then the last match in particular. So, I mean, I think the show in general was good. I was talking about it like in the middle of the show. I just thought like, you know, this to me, like the build and everything felt like a pay-per-view. I mean, I don't I don't remember the last time that I've really felt like this for an, a weekly episode of, you know, Raw or SmackDown or even, even NXT for that matter. I just think the fact that they can put on these, you know... Um, it's like specialized like weekly weekly shows and make them feel so big and important um is it really shows what AEW is capable of and I, I thought it was great I thought I, I liked the blood and guts match I thought it was a really good match I know the the ending was kind of controversial like I just man I don't know if it was like the same guy who hooked up the pyro at the at the death at the barbed wire death match like set up the off the cage spot but yeah it, it looked pretty pretty ridiculous honestly like we were all waiting for that spot you know we could feel it coming but then it would just it just did not 
did not deliver. You know, I know lumber is expensive right now. You know, I know, I, like, you know, you got to cut corner. But I'm like, dude, they got Tony, they got Tony Khan money. You know what I mean? Like, why, why are we cheaping out on this? Yeah, I would give him a, I gave him a pass after the exploding barbed wire death match fiasco. But this yeah. is twice in a row where the big finish to a big show has been a botch. They definitely need to hire somebody. Um, like, I'm not, I'm not sure who WWE has doing their their effects nowadays. I know back during the Attitude Era, it was Richie Posner. Mm-hmm. They kind of called him the magic man uh, that, you know, he put together all those effects that always came across um, so well on TV. And, you know, they were they were safe for the wrestlers for the most part as well. So AEW definitely needs to invest in that because it's twice in a row now. They're going to start to get a reputation for yeah. having these uh, kind of just wonky finishes because it was, you know, it. I try to suspend my disbelief as much as possible. You guys know I'm the self-proclaimed king of kayfabe, but... <laughs> but you can't just straight just insult no, people's yeah, you intelligence, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean? It, it looked like billet steel panels, except yeah. there was absolutely no <laughs> yeah. sound when he hit, and then it just folded up like cardboard. And you could even see, like, you could tell they, they realized it because they got off the camera shot quickly. Like, yeah. it folded up. They could have at least gone with double-sided printing, so it still looked yeah. like steel on the I bottom mean, the of thing, it, man. The thing about it, yeah, if it hadn't looked like that billet steel, it would have... Would have come off a lot better. I would have rather it just looked like cardboard or like a sign or something. And then, oh yeah, he went through this like AEW, you know, sign that they had. But no, they were trying to make it look like he was going through a steel stage, and it just it looked ridiculous. <laughs> Marco, I'll ask you uh, some of the other criticism that we've seen coming in, like hot off the presses. Because again, folks, we're at about ten thirty Eastern time right now recording this, so this this show is still fresh to everyone's mind. There was a lot of criticism on that that about five to six minute long stretch where Inner Circle was just basically kicking the shit out of yeah. Pinnacle. Like they yeah. were totally dominating to where to the point where you're like, why is this match even still going on? You know, mm-hmm. like, this should be over right now. Uh, what do you think, Marco, of, the, of like the, the actual structure of the blood and guts match? Um, I thought they, I mean, they did kind of hammer it home with all the, with the, with the, uh, the announcer saying it was like a, they weren't saying war games. Obviously they were saying, you know, it was like the blood and guts match of, of yesteryear. Um, right. You know, the very first one and, you know, they're going over the rules and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I think the difference is, I think when right now we're kind of comparing it to like what we've seen in NXT, um, where it was on, on a pay-per-view, but you got to think this is TV time. So they're trying to play to the, you know, they're trying to play a TV role as opposed to, you know, like a pay-per-view show. Obviously it was, it's billed as like this big show, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's on network television where there's advertisements and stuff like that. So they have to, you know, play to those advantages essentially. So um, I didn't read any of those uh, comments. Um, that's the first time I'm hearing from it. But I mean, I, I kind of that's like a knee jerk reaction, essentially. I think people right. are being, I you, think people are being way too hard yeah. on the actual show and the actual match. I think they, I mean they. I think people. I think it's kind of a. Um, they are. What's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like they they built it up like to to be like a big match, but we're forgetting like this is just like a weekly TV show. Yeah, like you know what I'm exactly. saying. Like if this had happened on WWE, people would be like, oh my god, this is the best the WWE has been in months. You know, yeah. but like because it's AEW, everybody's like, oh, this is garbage. Like you know, I can't believe they did this. You know, the the match sucked, and I just I don't agree that the match was terrible. No, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good too. Uh, John, was there, did any of the individual performers stand out to you in the match? Um, I thought, uh, Sammy stood out. I think actually, so we know, I know, uh, uh, Sean Spears was actually was a big standout. I thought in this match, I, probably I, his best showing he's had since yeah. leaving WWE. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought he did. I thought he did I very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I was Sammy. Um, I thought, uh, Hager looked pretty good too. 
Wardlow. Uh, I mean, I mean, all the inner circle looked great because they were, like you yeah. said, they were kicking ass like all yeah. through the middle of the match. Like it was, it was just like Sammy. Wow. Uh, yeah, Sammy and Wardlow really stuck out to me. They were mm-hmm. the two I think were probably the MVPs of the match. They both came off really well, and Sammy's really just been on a hot streak the last uh, last six months or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, they did a real good, and also. Both teams gear. Mwah, mwah. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Toyetic it AF. Did, it did look good. Oh yeah, we need we need a blood and guts like pack. You know what I mean? Yeah. With like uh-huh. two separate packs. Oh, yeah. We need a pinnacle pack and an inner circle pack. That would be so amazing. We know how Jeremy rolls. He's probably already, you know, drawn up the, you know, one of two hundred variants for oh, yeah. all of the inner circle and the jumpsuits <laughs> and everything. Yep. You yeah. know that's gonna happen. Yeah. Again, I just I just think we just need to all remember that they gave us this show for free. So yeah, yeah, exactly. good point. Very good. And speaking point. of which, uh, you know, they're not slowing down. I mean, next week's gonna be a badass show as well. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. two championship matches with SCU with their career on or their you know tag team on the line going up against the Young Bucks for the tag belts. Yep. Uh Darby is going up against Miro for the TNT title. <laughs> That's and not good. That is not good. Yeah, Especially know, after he took that bump on the stairs. Let me just tell you, I've like slipped down like concrete stairs before and oh, yeah. I slipped down the stairs yeah. here in the house. Before. I've slipped I've uh, multiple that. times. I've slipped down our stairs here multiple times. Carpeted stairs. Carpeted there, stairs like and socks are not oh. your friend. So yeah, don't do it, folks. Um, you <laughs> will break your neck. Now, thankfully, I'm tough, but uh, and big boned, <laughs> so I'm okay. But yeah. And then uh, we also have the number one contender match between Orange Cassidy and Pac to determine who's going to fight Kenny Omega. Double or nothing. Yeah. So yeah. three big matches. I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give one to each of you guys. Marco, you kick us off. Who is going to win the tag team title match with? SCU's, uh, you know, I guess partnership on the line going up against the Young Bucks. Who's winning that one? Of course, the Young Bucks are winning. This, who, who actually thinks that the SCU is going to win that match mm-hmm. at all? Is no way. Um, they look good tonight, dude. That, they, I mean, that, that moonsault was bananas. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it was, but they're not. Yeah, they're definitely not beating the Bucks. The Bucks are are young, and the SCU are old. So, <laughs> hey, actually, there's I mean, a- the Bucks there are, are kind of old, too. There's but. quite a few people that are pissed off at the Bucks right now, though, that could kind of stick their nose in their business and uh, cost True. them the match, you know? True. But it does it does kind of look like maybe we're heading towards a Mox and Eddie yep. Kingston versus the Bucks match after that tonight, which would be awesome, awesome match for uh, Double or Nothing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Um, John, we're going to toss to you next. The number one contender match, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, well... Uh, had they not done the the promo with Orange Cassidy, I would say this would be pretty tight between the two, um, especially now. But now, considering that we've seen Pac and Omega a few times now, I think the the fresh matchup, the good match, you know the 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 buy rate match, uh, of course, is going to be Orange versus yeah, the freshly squeezed um, match. Yeah, yeah, the freshly squeezed match exactly. Orange versus Omega. I was a little bit surprised. I thought maybe Hangman would be in that spot, but um, uh, because really Orange hasn't been too much on TV. Yeah, he's been winning, but yeah, he hasn't been in a lot of high-profile matches. Right, so I was a little surprised that, yeah, but it looks like, in my opinion, that Orange is going to take that one. Yeah, it looked like it's, it definitely looked like that's what they were setting up. Um, Do you guys, you know, Sheen, I'll pass this one to you. Do you guys think, or do you think that, Kenny Omega and Orange Cassidy could main event the pay-per-view, or if that ends up being the championship match, you think we'll get something else in the oh, in the final spot? Something else is going to happen. I mean, I love both of those guys. I love Kenny, and I love um, 
orange, but something about them is like oil and water to me. Like, I don't feel like it's going to be a good mix. You know what I mean? So, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Kenny's, you know, arguably the best pro wrestler in the world. And Orange Cassidy, he's awesome. We love him, but he's a, he's a heavy gimmick wrestler. Yeah. You know I mean, I mean? maybe you, know you never know. I mean, sometimes in those positions when you're put like pushed up against a corner, like you rise to the occasion. So maybe we don't even know what orange Cassidy is capable of yet. You know, he I could, mean, he could really show out, but yeah. I, it, for me, just putting it on paper, it just seems like to me, that seems like Kenny's taking a, a downgrade to, to fight orange Cassidy. And that's not a, that's not a slide to orange Cassidy. Like I don't dislike him or not think that he's like a talented wrestler, but it just doesn't seem like that just doesn't seem like somebody that Kenny should be fighting at this point when he's got like all the titles, you know? Yeah. If, yeah, that, if that ends up being the match, I could see him maybe doing the books versus uh, uh, Mox and Kingston as a main event. I could yeah. see that going on. Mm-hmm. Last. Um, I mean, I mean, Orange Cassidy did main event a pay-per-view already. So it's not not beneath him to, you know, main event another one. True. True. So I, I think this is just a stepping stone towards all out, to be honest with you. Um, I think they have potentially maybe another opponent in mind for, for someone to take down Omega. And uh, I think, you know, we may, we may see that probably in all out. I just think this is just going to just like, all right, let's, let's kind of brace ourselves for all out. And this is just going to be what it is, what it is to until then. So you mean double or nothing? Yeah. Well, right, but uh, for well, all, all, all out after. All out no, oh, you're saying yeah. after. Oh, okay, yes, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, after, yeah. right, right. It's kind of like a filler. Yeah. He's basically saying like right. a, gotcha. like a okay. pass yeah, over yeah. until that. But then you got you got to think. You got to think. Kenny has to appear at all those um, impact pay per views as well in the coming mm-hmm. months. So, I mean, who knows? He could lose those titles at some point during the summer. Who knows? Um, maybe they're waiting for. I mean, Daniel Bryan to pop up in well, AEW. Who knows? I was going to say that, um, actually. Yeah, we'll get to that next. We'll get to that next. The, hey, the other big match for Kenny Omega in the meantime is also Kota Ibushi. I can see that headlining all out in September. You know, he's the new Ooh, Japan yeah. champ. Yeah. That would be the next. That seems like it would be the next step for the uh, the belt collector. You know, yeah. he wants to well, no, he, he's not the champ. It's it's um, Will Ospreay. He's the oh, new you're Japan right, champ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, what a, what a botch by me. I forgot yeah. about Will Ospreay being the <laughs> yeah, champ. I, mean, and, <laughs> I forgot too, honestly. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think yes. Kenny's seeing Will Ospreay personally, but. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll say that for another. Apologies to Will Ospreay, man. I totally forgot about him beating Kota. Kota Ibushi's run was so short with the belt. You know, it's that's not nice. really what uh, New Japan's known for. They usually have those lengthy runs. But yeah, yeah. shout out to Will Ospreay. Big fan of everything you're doing here. We still got to unbox your figure uh, <laughs> and sit upstairs collecting dust. <laughs> All right, so you guys teased it. We'll get to it. Uh, Daniel Bryan's contract is expired. It was a little bit murky after last week. If, uh, you know, the, the stipulation that he had to leave SmackDown, if he lost, if that was part of storyline or if it was a shoot hasn't been confirmed by WWE other than them moving Daniel Bryan to the alumni section, which is something that they have done time from time to time for storyline purposes. But multiple sources are reporting that Daniel Bryan's contract with WWE has expired, which means that Sheena was lucky enough to kind of watch his last match, quote unquote, live. Sheena, tell us about yeah. your Thunderdome experience on Friday night. Okay, so this was my first time in the Thunderdome, and it was pretty cool. So it was like, you know, they, they give you a call time, and my call time was 9.15, and I kept trying to get in. So, you know, they overbook it, clearly, so in case people can't show up. Um, and so I was trying to get in, trying to get in, and it was like, you know, the arena is full. 
Um, but I just kept trying throughout the night. And then eventually I was like, well, screw it. Like, it looks like I'm not going to get in. And so I just kind of left it pulled up. And then it like, all of a sudden I hear a producer talking and I'm like, oh shit, I'm in there. <laughs> like I'm in, the, I'm in the Thunderdome. And so I clicked over, I, you know, I had my, ta- my different tabs open. I was watching, I was actually watching it on Hulu. And so then I switched back over to the the Thunderdome tab and uh, closed it out and everything. So basically, you're you're seeing what you're watching on Hulu. You're seeing the match as it plays out on TV. Have any of you guys been in the Thunderdome at all yet? I have not. I have not yeah. been in experience the Thunderdome. Marco, so. you haven't either, have you? No, I was in. I was in the. I got the same thing that you guys was basically just like it's it's full, and I just yeah. was like, nah, I'm not waiting. Yeah, you're the so, only one that's uh, popped their Thunderdome cherry so hey, far. Hey, that's right. Okay, cool, cool. Nice. So yeah, it was it was really cool. Basically, you know, it's it's what you would expect, but it kind of just gave you like this behind the the curtain feel because there's a producer talking to you, and he's like, you know, we're coming back from commercial break in three, two, one. Yeah, everybody cheer! Oh God, you know, he's got he's got Roman down. Everybody, let's see excitement. Get excited get excited you know and he would kind of like keep hyping you up he was like the best little hype man um, and you were like front and center also yeah i got like a really cool spot i posted it on instagram i got like a spot right in the center of the thunderdome so there's like this um this shot of like you know daniel bryan and roman reigns up on the on the ring post and then like there's my face like right behind them so <laughs> yeah it was it was a really cool experience i thought it was just like really neat to kind of be in there and hear all of that and you know you can't hear anybody else it's just you but i i did feel weird when he was like clapping because i didn't know if you could like hear so i wasn't even like clapping like you know like like that i was just like clapping my hands together silently <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most awkward thing and I was cheering silently so it just looked like I was like doing a silent film you know <laughs> it was just like yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah it was it was cool to, to get to see that and get to be in there and then you know he, they thanked us all at the end I'm like thank you so much and you know it was cool so if you haven't gotten to do that yet it is a really cool little um, you know experience to make make it watching Raw and Smackdown a little bit more exciting for you uh, John, do you think Dan O'Brien's going to be back in WWE in the next couple months, or do you think that uh, he's heading off for for greener pastures? So I've got about three different ideas. I did, <laughs> All right, let's hear them. <laughs> one idea, well, so one one idea is not so far fetched. He's just going to go home. He's going to the house. See y'all. Peace out. Let me get yep. my Hall of Fame ring next year. That's kind of how I feel. I tell uh, so one is. A little bit of a stretch, and one's a very big stretch. But I'll go with a big stretch one. Uh, maybe uh, he possibly um, will. This whole thing with the contract expiring. Maybe this is WWE working us, and you know he ends up, you know, uh, going somewhere. Maybe kind of like. Uh, and I kind of we talked about this on. Uh, I was going to be. I wasn't on the Turnbuckle Tavern. And we kind of talked about this and uh, the staple kind of talked about this a little bit, but uh, I, we, I, I kind of feel like, you know, maybe this is a way of opening the forbidden door, so to speak. And his contract is expiring. That's I my big stretch. That. I, I uh, could, I could see that them using Daniel Bryan as like the end for a different promotion, like sending yes. him somewhere else. And then, you know, being like, and then he'll, he'll show back up on WWE programming or win the title in another promotion. And then, you know, it kind of just bring, bring it all together. I, I could see that happening. I don't think that's like yeah. a huge stretch, you know, because WWE's already kind of expressed interest in like opening right. that's that exactly. door. So yeah. I can, yeah, I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibility. And Daniel yes. Bryan's like that perfect guy to do it because he is so beloved by, you know, all the fans. Um, I think it's, he he's that guy. Yes. Uh, and then another idea, which like I said, uh, Thomas Montaldo, shout out to him. 
he kind of put in my head and I'm like, huh, maybe so. Maybe he goes to MLW and he's still under WWE contract that, that yeah, way. I can uh, see that. So like I said, that's, that's a, that's Tom's idea, but, but I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't see him going to AEW. I mean, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I just, uh, I, I'm leaning more towards of all. He's just going to the house and let me get my ring next year. So. I can see that going to going to semi retirement, maybe come back for a couple matches a year or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he's I think he's just ready to like settle in. You know, he's like I, like I said before on the show, he's got two kids, he's got a, a Hall of Fame wife. He's a future Hall of Famer. I just think you know, I mean, granted, I think sometimes wrestlers we saw with if you, any Total Divas fans out there, you saw or Total Bellas fans, you guys saw that Daniel Bryan had a really hard time when he retired the first time. So I don't know mm-hmm. how you know how realistic it is that he's just going to like hang up his boots and call it quits. But I do think you know now that he's got you know two kids, I think he, he's got a lot more to think about and worry about when he's out there every day, like putting his literal neck on the line. So he came back for this last run at WrestleMania 34. So it lasted a little over three years. Uh, Marco, what was your favorite highlight from this this final run for Daniel Bryan, if this is indeed it? Uh, I would probably say definitely the return that he made at WrestleMania. Um, that was a, like a huge, huge historical moment for, for him anyway, because, you know, he if you watch like Total Divas and stuff like that, you know he was like, pretty much fighting his way back to get into the ring. Like that wasn't like his, his last hurrah when he had to so-called a quote unquote retire. Mm-hmm. Um, and you knew there was something, you know, you was hoping something it would happen after that, you know, that old uh, talking smack episode with him and him and the Miz. Yeah. Um, that infamous uh, the episode where Miz went off and, you know, pretty much like solidified himself as probably one of the best talkers ever. But um I would probably say definitely that uh, uh, WrestleMania return was um, probably my favorite out of, out of it. Just it something uh, that was yeah. something that didn't even seem possible until about a month yeah. before Mania. You know, there wasn't yep. even a whole lot of rumors about him coming back. Exactly. To me, my two favorite are probably the uh, you know when he cut the promo unveiling the Planets Championship that, belt. That was yeah. my moment. That's my moment. Yeah. I like hands down. Period. Drop the mic. Like when he when he started talking about being eco friendly in the environment, I was like, all right, Daniel Bryan. I knew you were my favorite before, but like now, like it's solidified. I'm here for you. It was such a uh, yeah, it was such a cool looking belt to begin with, which is what made it work. You know, the yes. belt would have looked whack, like it wouldn't have worked. But it was such a cool looking belt, and then his promo was just hilarious. You know, oh, he was uh, he would he would just tear the fans up. Like I loved when he would talk about them just like eating their junk food and like you know all their all their, <laughs> all their carbon emissions, and like he would go up into the the you know food like the com- uh, concession stands and like pick up the food and be like, you guys are eating these nitrates and this conventional meat and this hot dog. Oh God. It was like amazing. I loved it so much. And uh, the other one I was going to mention was his match with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series 2018. That was just a hell of a match. He Mm. took Brock to the limit. Mm -hmm. It's a match that fans had wanted to see for so long. And surprisingly, it actually delivered up to the hype. But yeah, so if that is it, you know, happy trails, Daniel Bryan. But me personally, I got a feeling we're going to see him somewhere sooner rather than later. Oh, baby, it's time for the weekly beverage break. Uh, John, since you're our guest, we're going to let you go first. What are you sipping on this week? I am sipping on a local from a local brewery, Parish Brewery, over here in Broussard, Louisiana. 
It's a Dr. Juice IPA. Kind of a very um, real, real hoppy kind of tasting. I'm a IPA kind of sore. Love all IPAs. Uh, unfortunately, I can't get a Broken Skull IPA around here. Uh, but I know, I know. I, I don't understand it either. But uh, this will do. This from Paris Brewery will do. Make sure you uh, slide us your address. You know, we would never, ever, um, you know, risk the integrity of the U.S. Postal Service by uh, <laughs> by shipping any beer, you know, in the mail. But, you know, if you happen yeah, to give us our address, you know, you never know. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe something will show up. At your yeah, mailbox, well, you know, you know, I mean, hey, I, I would I would gladly accept it. it said <laughs> imaginary beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking? Oh, man. So I have to, you know. It's Cinco de Mayo, right? So you have to, oh, you have to, you have to make a, uh, a a beverage of that of that day. You have caliber, to do the representation yeah. of that caliber. So I uh, went ahead and made myself a uh, a stone cold margarita, the Broken Skull Margarita. Yeah, yeah using oh, yeah. the uh, using the uh, Terramana uh, tequila. That's that a, I and that up. makes that's a oh, WrestleMania that's, seventeen, bro. That's a yeah. WrestleMania yeah. seventeen. I love margarita. that recipe. Yes. Yeah, it's the only. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 really good. It's, it it def, definitely uh it's spicy i'll tell you that much it's mm-hmm. a uh, it's a spicy drink it packs a punch yeah and, it's all uh, biting no bullshit oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always said about that recipe it's definitely something you're not going to drink before making any major life decisions <laughs> no definitely not we'll see what happens tonight so yeah <laughs> who knows Gina, what are you drinking so i am drinking the tangerine express hazy ipa from stone brewing company um we've really been we've really been fans of the hazy ipa around here seth was a an outward critic of hazy ipas for the longest and uh all of a sudden they just started showing up in our little beverage center like non-stop so i got this tangerine tangerine express it's good it's citrusy it's got like you know some pineapple some tangerine um but it's like very it's very hoppy so it's not like overly sweet uh but yeah it's it's really good so yeah you get your hands on this it's got my stamp of approval yeah, and for those for those listening, that's what we call our beer fridge out in the garage. To class it up a little bit, you know, we don't refer to it as the beer fridge. We call it the beverage center. You know, it just makes it a, you know, <laughs> a touch yeah. more high class. I'm yeah. actually surprisingly keeping it sober tonight. I think this is only the second ever time I've podcasted sober. You know, there I did it. I kept it clean for the uh, mild mannered Canadian collectors podcast I did a couple weeks ago because those guys like to keep it PG. So I didn't want to, you know, disgrace their airwaves. But yeah, and I you did be that first thing in the morning too, though, right? So it wasn't. Yeah, that, you know. I mean, yeah, I could. I definitely could have had a Bloody Mary or something like that, True. you know. But uh, I didn't. Uh, I actually got to work early tomorrow morning, so I'm going with just uh, the energy drink. I'm dr- I'm drinking a full throttle, which is my energy drink of choice. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's getting me going. So we'll see how this one goes. You know, I don't know. I, I may be hyped up and just go for hours and hours on the pod tonight uh, with no uh, no alcohol slowing me down. We'll see. Let's get into some NXT talk. So the main event in the street fight, we saw the way when the women's tag team belts from Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. So this is the, they're the third champs we've had in just a very short time mm-hmm. uh, that this championship's been around. John, what'd you think of the match? I thought the match was um, really great, actually. Uh, uh, it it really, to be honest with you, I got a weird vibe with NXT last night, so it kind of saved it for me a little bit. Um, I kind of wish they would have done it during TakeOver, this this title turn, um, but the match was just, whew, man, it was... It, it was really great. Uh, yeah. I, a ton of great spots. I thought I thought Andy Hartwell really shined. Um, you know, throughout this the, throughout the whole match. Um, 
Uh, yeah, you know, that, that I got spot no through the table was insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm convinced that Shotzi wants to end her career like about ten years earlier than it than it might need to. She's <laughs> very possible between her and Darby Allen for the two like just most <laughs> reckless workers in the biz. Man, everything they do looks like they're just breaking bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other big development was, you know, kind of work trying to work out who Karrion Cross is going to defend the NXT Championship against next. So you had uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, and Pete Dunne all vying for the honor. Uh, Marco, what do you think? Who should be the next contender for the NXT Championship? I think all those guys. I think it should be a four way, fatal mm. four way for that for that title. Um, why, you know, why deprive us fans of of anything? Else, we've already seen. I mean, the only ones I would want, to, uh, only person I would want to see is Pete Dunn because that's the only um, person I think that could actually, you know, probably defeat Karrion Cross just because he's as evil as he is mm-hmm. uh, right now, anyway. But um, yeah, just to even it out, I would definitely uh, consider a four way uh, title match, which they, which they probably will do unless they do some type of three way match between the other three to see who's the number one contender against Karrion Cross, but. I think Karrion Cross would definitely want to face all three of them at once to prove his dominance as a NXT champion. Yeah, they built him up so strong. It's really hard to see who's going to take him out because, you know, Finn is beating Kyle O'Reilly clean twice and he beat yep. Pete Dunn right before fighting uh, Karrion Cross. Yep. But, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the I don't know if the next NXT champion is even on the roster right now because Cross is he's a yeah, machine. He's a dominant I have right. to say, I thought it was. I'm sorry. I thought it was kind of weird how basically Karrion Cross was on his back. I know they're setting up that match with Austin Theory next week, but he's kind of supposed to be a heel, but yet they garner sympathy. That's like the last thing we saw of him. I don't know. I feel like he may be uh, starting to just kind of turn babyface. Maybe yeah. almost like how Drew McIntyre did. Even there's not yeah, that, that like one moment where they turn, like because he was talking about giving the fans what they want and stuff like that. Like that's stuff that you definitely see hear like a babyface say. Yeah, and he's he's been so uh, you know he has been fighting kind of like as the underdog in most of the matches, even against Finn Balor. You know, Finn dominated for portions of that match. Before yep. Karrion came back, um, but yeah, it is it is a little unclear what his uh, what it his just heel doesn't face align. I mean, is. I think he could be a baby face, but it just doesn't align with his character and his gimmick yes. right now. Like the entrance and all of the things mm-hmm. that he has going on with just like his whole persona does not scream baby face to me at all. Like I would, I just want him to come out and just kick ass, take names, and you know. Lee, wreck shit and leave like Roman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody else that could be fun for next challenger. He's not another of the guys we mentioned, but Johnny Gargano, you know, mm-hmm. if he can, yeah, uh, you know, good. he's, he is Mr. NXT and he's got, you know, three different people that can cheat for him on the outside and cause distractions and stuff. So even if he couldn't necessarily beat Karrion Cross, I think he could give him a hell of a fight. Uh, just with all the extra hijinks that the way could bring to the ring. And I have actually loved the comedy that they've been doing over the last couple of months. I typically don't really like a ton of humor in my wrestling, but I have, I have gotten a kick at all the little skits and stuff that, uh, you know, yeah. Johnny and Indy Candace and Austin have been putting on. Yeah. I kind of think, uh, remember we talked, I mean, we talk about this a lot where AEW has a lot of intertwined, um, mm-hmm. storylines happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I could kind of see that happening now with, with, uh, with NXT, um, you know, with, with Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross, and then you have like uh, obviously Finn Balor, Pete Dunne, you get, and yeah, Kyle and you get Ra- Dexter like, Loomis kind of hanging around, yeah, Dexter Loomis kind of hanging around, so like he could get he can get involved, yeah. And in I could definitely see like a, a Karrion Cross, Dexter Loomis match at some point. Like, I could see that they're starting to like kind of do like the intro. What if, yeah, what if we get Johnny and Candace versus Dexter and Indy? That's what I, yeah, 
That's what I mean. Yeah, it's a possibility, and I can see that happening now because, like I said, we talked about it before, and they weren't really doing that. Mm-hmm. Like in WWE, it's more like everyone has their, in their own bubble. No one interacts with anyone else. Yeah, it's um, very, very secluded. Like yeah. each, each storyline is its own little bubble. We yeah. saw uh, Austin Theory's got eyes for Scarlet now, also. So yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, yeah, yeah. He had he had eyes for some you know something else. I think I don't think it was just Scarlet. He was definitely you know <laughs> checking out, oh checking out the goods. So I know Sheena is very excited for this next story. Boo. I'm definitely stoked. This is the best wrestling news Boo. I've had in a long time. All read everything. Boo. Eva Marie oh, is back. I didn't believe it for a WWE. second. That promo was cringe. She's it was, not. She's not. She does on not NXT. have my. She does not have my attention. She does not. She's have not my going attention. to MLW. She's not going to SmackDown. She's going straight to the flagship Bro. Monday Night Raw. All red everything. She's on the red brand. Sheena, give us your thoughts on uh, Eva Marie <laughs> making her triumphant return after almost five years away. Oh, my gosh. And, okay. I don't know. I think Eva Marie was just, like, in her wheelhouse. You know, like, she was doing her own thing on social media. Like, the the, the chick has, like, 4.5 million followers. I, I mean, clearly, this is just a rating grab. They're hoping that some of these, like, you know, Eva Marie minions from her Instagram come over and watch Raw because they're trying to boost the ratings. Because that, that that can be all it is. Because they can't. They're not bringing her back because of her in ring talent or her ability to cut a promo. Um, it's it's literally just trying to get like she's an influencer. She's a model. She's you know a, a fitness goddess of sorts. And I just like I don't like it. They literally just let go of actual wrestlers like Chelsea and Mickey, and they brought in Eva Marie. I feel like it's just kind of a little bit of a you know smack in the face to those and i mean what what is even her gimmick so she's so she's she's an influencer gimmick because she was like you know i want to influence and tell you that you can you know be whatever you want to be like you know i have your attention i don't don't know it just it just didn't use like even in that one minute promo that she had or her little package that she had it just seemed so like scripted and just fake and phony to me again no shade to Eva marie like she's out there being a businesswoman and an entrepreneur and like you know selling her brand and doing all the all the damn things so props to her for that i just do not care to see her on my wrestling programming at all man wow. that one's that's not that's top uh, that's not like excited. a lot of shade <laughs> yeah i'm excited to see her no i want any uh it proceeds to give a lot of shade is this any... sheena or cm punk like exactly <laughs> jeez pipe bomb yeah anything they want to throw even marie up on tv doing i'll watch it so she's got you know it's definitely going to have a you know a Another set of eyes on the product, but at least have, out of uh, out of this house. So, think about the women. Like, think about all the incredible women that they have sitting backstage at catering right now, and they're going to bring in Eva Marie. Like, I just don't understand. Why don't you just utilize the talent that you do have in a way that makes it compelling for people to want to watch, and not just like grab the lowest hanging fruit and bring a couple of freaking melons on the screen for people to look at? You know what I mean? Like, it's just wow. like you wow. know. <laughs> well, I think they're going to use her the same way they had. She was getting used in NXT in 2015 and just let her be just a heat magnet, you know? I think yeah, that, yeah. I mean, they're not it's idiots working. that are running it. I, yeah, exactly. Look how fired up you are. Look at how <laughs> look at how much you want to see Eve Marie get her ass kicked now, you know? 
Um, I think that's what they're going to go for. They're going to go with, yeah, like you said, no, I mean, nobody really likes influencers. Like even if there are True. some influencers, like nobody likes that that's a thing. I think they're going to go with, you know, kind of like a keeping up with the Kardashians vibe for definitely lean on, you know, how she's a star uh, or she was the star of Total Divas. Yeah, she was like standing on a Lamborghini. I'm like, what are you? What is this? I don't understand. Like, I don't care. Like I just had nothing to do. I was not sports entertained at all. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it did have heavy vibes of Emmalina when Emma, also known as Tennille Dashwood, was getting repackaged yep. back in 2017. We saw Emmalina videos for, you know, damn near three or four months before she finally wrestled. And then uh, she, she just comes came out, out and didn't even do anything. Didn't do anything. And we never saw wrestled, her again. Uh, no, she wrestled Asuka in Asuka's pay-per-view debut at TLC yeah. 2017 a couple weeks later. And then the night after, like two nights after that, she was fired from the company. So, uh, Marco, I'll ask you, do you think this is <laughs> even Marie's return is going to be successful or is she going to be the next Emelina? Uh, no, I think I think it will be successful in a, in, in a sense that they need whatever they need her to be successful at. Um, I think she'll be successful in it. Um, obviously, Eva Marie is more popular than Emelina. I don't think it will be a, a repeat of that at all. Um, and like... I mean, she she does have the following, as, as Sheena says, she does yeah. have all the uh, minions over 4. there. Four point six on, uh, million. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, they'll all they'll all watch and uh, they'll get a little bit of a rating spike um, on on Raw. And I'm not sure what her what her capacity is going to be. Um, I mean, if you if you if you're on social media a lot, you'll see that she is with uh, Parker Bordreau. Um, the the guy that basically Brock says, yeah the mini Brock Lesnar so who knows she could be I mean he could be making his way in at some point so she could be a manager for him. She's married. There's, well, no, she's not with him. Like they're dating. Like they're oh. like they, they train, train together, together and stuff like that. Oh, the next okay, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of photo ops and stuff like that together. Yeah, so I think he's like 15 years younger than her. Also, yeah. So I, mean, I, I don't mean look, nothing. I mean, look at look at actual look at Mrs. Brock Lesnar. You know, she's freaking. You know, true. True, true. But yeah, so I mean, I think she's she's going to be there for, you know, development type of stuff. I don't think she, they're putting like all their eggs in, in her basket, essentially, and making her like the main flagship star of Raw. I think she's there to, you know, put people over and be that heat magnet. As a, She's as there. To, see, I would be insulted. I would be insulted if somebody was like, oh, Eva Marie's here to put you over. Like, like bitch what like no i've been here every freaking week you know busting my ass showing up to tv you know what i mean like doing all the things training and then you're gonna bring in this influencer model who hasn't been here it hasn't been in the ring in five years like to put me over like wrong you know like i mean how would you feel if you were like somebody like carmella you know like i i don't know i just i, I, I again i'm talking strictly you know, just for WWE, I have no problems with anything that Eva Marie is doing outside of WWE. And maybe I will, maybe I'll be eating my words in a few weeks. I'll be like, oh, damn, I'm here for whatever Eva Marie's doing. You know, maybe she's changed. I mean, five years is a lot of time to grow and develop and, you know, change and all the things. But from I, I've, I've experienced, I've had the Eva Marie experience in the past and I don't care to, to go forward with the Eva Marie experience. Wow. Yeah, I don't think it's much need to, much else need to be said on that topic. Uh, we will all watch and see how this develops because, yeah, I think Eve is going to be a success. All right, last but not least this week, Sunday night, we had the latest A&E biography for pro wrestlers. This was all about Macho Man. 
Marco, give me your overall thoughts on the episode because this one's definitely stirred up a little bit more controversy than the previous episodes. Man, um, I don't know what they did, but it seemed like they they just threw a bunch of people together to speak on Macho Man. It wasn't. I mean, obviously they had um, his brother uh, speaking. You know, they had his mom on there for a little bit, um, but it just seemed like. It, it seemed really disconnected for me personally. Um, they focused a lot on the, you know, it, they focused on his career, obviously, um, in ring and stuff like that. But it, it seems like towards the end, they just wanted to kind of go with the, like the dark side of the ring factor. It seems like they're trying to like, you know, like compete with dark side of the ring in that sense. And they focused on, you know, like the, his out of the ring stuff as opposed to in ring stuff. And they really didn't focus on like what he did as far as like, you know, like, charities or anything like mm-hmm. that so um yeah i was i i i didn't really like it i mean i'm a, I'm a huge fan of Man. he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time and uh they kind of did an injustice to him uh with this biography personally in, in my opinion anyway what did yeah, you i think, saw John? somebody from uh somebody from a uh a and e actually spoke out mm-hmm. and said at, at about the criticism they got and said that, you know, it has been a different um, producer for each documentary. So they had a little bit different feel to try to, yeah. a little bit of a cop out, but yeah, I don't think fans are buying it. Uh, yeah. yeah no. John, what, what'd you think about it, John? Um, so everything in wrestling, you know, it gets talked about, you know, that whether it's good or bad, you know, usually, okay, I'll have one opinion. Okay. Either I liked it. If I didn't like it, okay. Kind of disappointing. This is the most pissed off, most upset I've ever been after oh, watching boy. anything. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like sick to my stomach watching this. I am a huge Macho Man fan. I pretty much have all of his elites. Okay. Uh, clearly, as you heard, you know, like, yeah, I like to at do the, the top of the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you didn't remember, right. Uh, he is, he is in my Mount Rushmore. Uh, I know he, you know, maybe that's for some reason that he's not, but I tell you what. To go in there, have somebody like Gorgeous George, yeah, who oh, we man. met, and look, I'm gonna be really hard because you know what, I'm I'm spitting mad fire, okay, right here. <laughs> yeah, no, let <laughs> we're, it go. We're here, I'll, we're join, here for I'll join it. you. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll join you. So to have somebody how he met. Now look, I know Macho Man wasn't a saint, okay. We Nobody all know he is. wasn't a saint. Nobody right. is. Yeah. But to have someone who was being beat up in a strip club. That he knew for two years out of his 56, 57 year life <laughs> to go on and say, well, he, he, yep, he got, he was high as a kite uh, during a Monday night night show. Oh, and yeah, he also v- tried to videotape me. Oh, but he was kind of a good guy. If you go back and look, you go on the internet and cause I was so pissed off. I, I, that's, that's what I did. I went on, I was like, let me see some gorgeous George interviews. I really didn't know much. This is, I wasn't really, as I mentioned, I wasn't really watching wrestling at this time. So I didn't know yeah. much about Gorgeous George. So when I, when I saw her, I'm like, oh, here we go. But uh, I, to go on there, she had all nothing but glowing things to say about Macho Man, and unless it was like a dirt show. Like, so uh, I forget what it was. It was some dirt sheet program, of course. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, he, he told me all about this, the Stephanie stuff, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, she's not credible. She, yeah. No way is she credible. Like yeah. to have someone that knew Macho Man for two years, probably at the worst time of his life. Okay. Yep. Let's face it. And to be like, yep, he's a huge sack of shit. Uh, I just, I was pissed off. And, you know, I saw people on the internet saying this was a great documentary. 
how can you say it's great when you don't have the man here to to mm-hmm. defend himself? Yeah, and yeah. you have to wonder, like, you know, what, like, what is she? What does she have to gain? Like, you know, what is she trying exactly. to achieve right now with with all of exactly. this? You know, and I'm I'm not one to discredit anyone's stories. I think I think everybody, you know, there's there's true sides to everyone. You know, I mean, the truth always lies in the middle of you know two people's yeah. different perspectives of their stories, right? I just think that like it, it is a kind of a shitty thing to do to go on and you know drag someone like that when they're they're not here to defend themselves and there's no yeah. you know there's nobody that's going to come and you know tell you that you're a liar and there's no way to like you know facebook fact check you right, right. so it's just like yeah. you know it's her I, word against a, a, a dead man so yeah it's right. they uh, almost they almost uh like made him out to like as like a you you heard the stories of how like protective he was with like Liz. elizabeth yeah. and stuff like elizabeth. that and like yeah they almost made him like a, a stalker like yeah to gorgeous yeah. george like he was like like he's right. like uh like videotaping and all this type of stuff, and it's just like, well, it, it it seems like they just took that like story of him like being really protective of Elizabeth and made that like the last like 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 the main portion of the of the of the biography. Like the first twenty minutes was his yeah, career. Yeah, like why why the start, last, like, why start the minutes. documentary like you know being so um you know why don't you just like do the whole if you're gonna make it that type of documentary why not just like be dark from the start why like yeah, start exactly. just, like, yeah they, with this like fluffy you know adulation and then all of a yeah, sudden they, turn yeah, it like talked, you know oh but actually he's a he's a big asshole you know yeah it's like they they talked about his like baseball career and how great he was at baseball and you know how he broke his right arm and he had to learn he learned how to throw with his left arm so he could you know do both he could he could switch he could switch hit if he needed to like they they hyped him up with all this like great stuff and then towards the end they just like shot him down like and I, I said to you guys earlier in the group chat i was like if you didn't like hulk hogan like after all oh. that other stuff you definitely don't like him even more like like yeah the like first thing point, the first thing marco wrote oh. me he messaged me and was like i freaking yeah. hate hulk hogan yeah, <laughs> more than i've like said ever like i said I the story <laughs> yeah it was a story with like i said the story with uh the wrestlemania 3 and uh oh. and, you know and hulk hogan going like you know i heard stories of like you know um, uh, Ricky Seaboat and Macho Man, you know, saying they wanted to be like the the main attraction and you know take the shine away from from Andre and Hulk Hogan, and you know he's like, I don't, I don't believe that, you know, they wouldn't want to do that. And like <laughs> I said, it cuts right to Ricky Seaboat. He's like, Hell yeah, we were trying to uh, we were trying yeah. to take the uh, I mean, what, the like, shine away from that. We wanted to be the we wanted to prove we're the smaller guys. We wanted to prove we were the we were the best in that company. And he's like, and, and we did it. Like, and that's pretty much yeah. when you hear WrestleMania three, obviously you hear the body slam, but obviously you hear more about the greatest oh, yeah, match of all time, Savage, which is, yeah. which is Macho Man and, and Savage. But, uh, they, I mean, just, and they, here's another thing that didn't make that credible. They had Bubba the love sponge on there. Talking. Oh God. Don't even get like, me started. That, on Bubba love sponge. Like, when I, yeah. When I seen him, I was just like, this documentary is like, I think, I think I said to you guys in the group chat, the documentary was a shit show. And that yeah. was pretty much what it was. It was, just all the people that they had, like <laughs> nothing against nothing against anyone that was on there, but like it just seems like they were just pulling like personalities and not people that were really a part of his career and just like piecing yeah. things together. And it was it it was just bad. So I got to jump in on the fuck Bubba the Love Sponge train because <laughs> <laughs> you know we won't go into too graphic a detail because we like to stick with the R rating and I go NC seventeen on here, but. You guys can look it up to figure out exactly where I, where I'm at with this. Bubba the Love Sponge is the reason it took us an extra five years to get a Hollywood Hogan figure from Mattel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, then, yeah. then it ain't all him. You know, there's kind of point that you know he was kind of like point A on that when the the story ended, like you know point G or H. But Bubba the Love Sponge is the reason the whole ball got rolling and all the 
crazy batshit insane series of events that led to Hulk Hogan's Hollywood Hogan figure uh, getting so delayed bad. by about five that, years. That, on the that, on the bright side, he did expose Hulk Hogan as the racist piece of shit that he is. So yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah, you win yeah, some, yeah, yeah. you lose some. Um, so this was definitely a little bit of a change in tone from the first two. You know, Steve Austin and Roddy yeah. Piper, they both have some um, kind of high profile negative aspects that. They didn't, they didn't even get, get lost over. They didn't on, yeah. get touched on, especially with Stone Cold. You know, his yeah. stuff, you know, again, we won't go into detail because I think he's redeemed himself since then. And he was a different person when that stuff happened. But they didn't even mention it. Not even a passing mention of some of the um, stuff that Stone Cold had going on back in the early 2000s. But they dug yeah. in on Macho Man. We know that for whatever reason, you know, again, we'll keep it R. We won't go to 17. Yeah, there yeah. are some allegations. allegations you can find in dark corners of the wrestling internet for why the McMahon family uh, holds a grudge against Macho Man. Uh, John, do you think this this kind of hit piece has something to do with uh, those old hard feelings, kind of, uh, you know, picking the scab on them? Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I think if this is, I don't know if this is necessarily fully WWE controlled. Um, if you I think they back, sign off on everything. I don't think I don't think anything gets just like the, a blind approval. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. The, the producer did uh, comment something on Sam Roberts' uh, tweet and then saying just like it was like a gift of uh, Macho Man saying you may not like it, but accept it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, I, I just I just I, I can I, you know the thing with me is is. I came there to see, to celebrate Macho Man's career and his life. And, you know, it's one thing to do a dark side of the ring. I know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, right. This was just, this was just ridiculous. I, it may have something to do with that. I mean, I just, I, I can't see, you know, them doing that because, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's obviously signed to a Legends deal. They have action figures. It's like. You know, yeah. why, why you bring him down? Yeah, well, because I mean, because that's making money. You know what I mean? And also, yeah. people love the dark stuff. You know, you didn't realize you were signing up for like, you know, a, a version of the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a good point because <laughs> Warriors is coming up in the next couple of weeks. Now, I know Dana Warrior is going to have her hands all over that. But, oh yeah, you know, there I, I can see them like you know freaking fluffing Warrior all the way up, it, dude. You but, know, because, well, especially because a, WWE yeah. has the Warrior Award and like all this stuff that's like named after Warrior, so they're not going to like show the dark side of Warrior because <laughs> I mean, they, again, they, they have they have this like really philanthropic award that is like named after him for their like WrestleMania weekend Hall of Fame situation. Well, you have, so well, you have Dark Side of the Ring to yes. do that, so you don't yeah, need. That's what I was gonna say you don't need WWE to do that this this time around. So you have that later in the uh, in the season of uh, season three of Dark Side of the Ring. So. Yeah, but I'm saying WWE is never going to produce anything that is just like a hit no. piece on the Warrior. I mean, they already, I mean, they did, already that, did that. So, well, <laughs> that, well that's, but I mean, but that was that was like the greatest <laughs> hit piece in the history of wrestling. That yeah, they they, put out. I'm oh, talking about. Them, I mean, I after after the the reconciliation and the the, oh, yeah. the the you know the freaking tragic death of Warrior. I mean, clearly, I mean, going forward, yes, the biggest hit piece of, of wrestling was definitely <laughs> was definitely that. But I'm just saying, like now, um, it's not going to you know they're they're not going to do a self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. I don't part know, two. man. After seeing well, this Macho Man doc, I don't know. It seems like they're all gung ho on tearing people down. So I don't know. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they saw. Maybe they, they saw how how uh, you know profitable and how many viewers that Dark Side of the Ring is getting. You know, and they're just trying to like create their own. 
they didn't they do it with Steve Austin, though. You know what I mean? If, yeah, if that's yeah. what they were doing, they were, I mean, he was ripe for the pick, and especially in today's climate, like they really could have started a whole like shitstorm for Stone Cold. And they, like, again, they didn't mention anything about his past. So I don't I know. Been, just, I would have been so pissed. It's it's weird that they that they mm-hmm. chose to kind of just take the gloves off with Macho Man again. It, yeah. it makes you it makes you wonder about, the, about like the 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 troubled history of the rumors uh, and innuendo. Yeah, all the rumors and innuendo from from the deep dark past. Maybe mm-hmm. Triple H had the final approval on the. Uh, oh God! The oh, oh, God! Listen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, the the other thing too is uh, there was like another comment Hogan made about like. Uh, Macho Man not like not aging well or something like that during oh, the documentary. God. It was like, dude, you're the you're literally the one that's still walking around with like hair extensions, yeah, horse hair. Like it, it He's be got horse, horse hair. hair. Yeah. You have not <laughs> you have not evolved your gimmick since 1992. Exactly, you know, like it, it is literally the same guy. So. Yeah, I remember Macho Man on that uh, on the uh, WWE All Stars video game promo that he cut. He looked he looked fantastic, and from what I've seen anyway. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you this... think about you think about all the evolutions of Macho Man. I mean, think about all of the different yeah. like gimmicks and styles and you know characters that he had within that Macho Man umbrella. Whereas like Hulk Hogan, I mean, yeah, he had Hollywood Hulk Hogan, but I mean, come on, I, yeah, I just, he had, he, like, he's 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 still like he is like his DNA is Hulkamania. Like the, the other thing too is that they brought up was uh they talk about like the merch sales mm-hmm. during like the Hulkamania run, and then like. Uh, like how Macho Man was kind of like, you know, he was he was kind of like he was playing he was like second fiddle to Hogan when it came to like where he was like close to like like you know overcoming March, um, Hulk Hogan when it came to to merch sales and stuff like that. But on the documentary, they made it seem like you know that was kind of like a kind of like a flash in the pan, like it wasn't supposed to happen. Right? Like, oh, wh- why is this guy? Yeah. Why is it? Why why are fans you know clamoring to this guy? He's not even like he's not Hulk Hogan. Like, why are they even buying his merch? But like. Even even knowing that that he was like kind of like going to knock Hogan off of like the merch sales that that's it showed you how how popular he was right uh, back then when he when he was around but they kind of like undermined that a little bit so yeah it was just another another hit piece it seems like from the uh, from the old powers that be. I am the cream of the crop. <laughs> you, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was a lot of that too. They focused on that too. Is our rap album? <laughs> Be uh, a man, Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get uh, John on here sometime to just do a full uh, live karaoke performance of uh, Macho Man's rap album. Oh my God! Yes, you have to learn every word. All right, uh, John. I think that's going to just about do it for your visit yes. here with us. Remind the folks where they can find you on social media. Uh, I am at coming down the aisle on Instagram, on Twitter at down underscore aisle. Pretty much Facebook. You can find me in the Chick Foley Show yeah. Patreon group. Hell right yeah! There. Thank you uh, so much, John. So, yeah, yeah, you're, 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 so much. yeah, you were awesome. I loved having you on the show, and I hope that everyone out there goes out and checks out Coming Down the Aisle podcast and uh, follows yes. you on all, all your social medias because we 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 love you guys. Yeah, got some uh, some sweet teas on pro wrestling teas. Also, I got the yeah, the Dunder Mifflin joint. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, shout out to Alan Day. He uh, helped me out with a bunch of designs. But that, that, nice. come, that office one, it was handmade by yours truly. I'm not an artist, so I'm just I'm pretty proud of that one. <laughs> hey man, I love nice, it. Man. I love it. So, awesome. Yeah, and then reminder. So you can find the link to coming down the aisle in the show notes for this episode. So give it a listen, subscribe, and let us know what you think. John, thanks again for stopping by. 
Thank you, guys. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Go Figures, where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside. And here we go. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show Go figure. We do got a little bit of a lighter uh, week than usual. Thank God. You know, I feel like they've really been just slamming us with figure news for the last couple months. So uh, we love talking figures as much as anybody, but it is nice to get a little bit of a break every once in a while just to kind of get, you know, gather your bearings, think about what you've got and what you get on pre-order and just, you know, kind of make a game plan for how you're going to land some of these harder. It it really, it really turns you into a hype beast when you just like get like, you know, plumbing like with freaking news week after week after week you're like okay i gotta have this i gotta have this i gotta have this you know Uh, we do want to remind you guys that the has book is coming soon uh it's available for pre-order now the link to that will be in the show notes and this is going to be the definitive book for all things wwf hasbro excellent yeah marco take us away with figure news all right, so uh, like Seth says, kind of kind of light this week, so kind of breeze through this one. But uh, more important news: so in uh, the for UK collectors, the uh, WWE WWE Elite Collection Series eighty five, comma the Fighting Machine is now oh, yeah. available at Smith's Toys. So I know uh, Philip Dunnett has been a uh, Helping Dude, out the uh, the, the man Facebook group, is a yeah, saint. Just, just taking pre-orders, and I, I kind of missed out on that uh, on that pre-order, so I'll, I'll hit him up uh, hopefully soon. But but yeah, yeah. they're, they're we'll, available. We'll get you and, one for sure. Yeah, he yeah. he's the UK fig god. You know, we yeah, have our, a, we have yeah. our US fig god in Jordan Wells, and then we have the UK fig god that is Philip Dunnett. Yeah, we have to call him Michael Michael Jordan Wells. Michael Jordan Wells. <laughs> yeah, we need to come up with a with a good uh, moniker for um, you know. He's a good British athlete. I mean, he's Lennox Lewis. Lennox. Uh, mm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. we'll well, we'll I will figure that out. Phil. Yeah, but uh, he's he's got a picture on the way that I think is really going to kind of shut down the uh, the wrestling figure uh, social media world because he has fifty comma Supreme Fighting Machines on pre order. They're yes. going to go to members of the Foley Fam Facebook group for shipping uh, plus retail. So you know, <gasps> really, if if he- you're in, at all interested in these collector's edition figures, the Foley Fam is worth the price of admission off of that alone. Aside from all the other fun events we're constantly running. A dollar a month gets you access to Phil, who has a direct line uh, to Smiths there in the UK and can get us as many as we need. You know, you saw he added almost yep. a dozen uh, Zelina Vegas and uh, he kind of blew up. Uh, we kind of blew up his spot a little bit by publicizing how easy it was for us to get these figs. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> started opening the floodgates. So that's why. Yeah. But, you know, we got Kama, Colonel Mustafa is coming up soon. There's going to yep. be the heel Sergeant Slaughter, the Warlord. Um, figures that you do not want to miss. They're really catering to the hardcore figure collectors, uh, you know, the adult collectors, because they're picking characters from the late 80s and early 90s for, yeah. uh, you know, 
for, for these special editions coming out. So, um, again, you know, you can, you can hit your targets in Walmarts, uh, 10 times a week. You could pay triple the price on eBay for these things, or you could join up the Foley fam group. And in addition to having an awesome place to talk wrestling, talk wrestling figures and participate in all the crazy activities we always have going on. Um, you can score these figures for, you know, just the price of international shipping. So get it up. Go, go Sheen. I, I had, I had a brainchild. So we got Michael Jordan Wells. And then yeah. we have Phil Jackson done it. Ooh, I like that. I, I like mean, that. come on. I mean, What's better than that? I don't think Seth likes that. No, at that's all, pretty good. That's good. All right, I like okay, it. all right. Come on. Give me credit yeah. for that. Wipe the brow. Yeah. No, that's right, good. It's good. good. Phil it. Jackson done it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's the Phil Jackson of uh, a figure collecting, we'll say. Could be Doc, Dr. Phil. <laughs> or Dr. Oh, oh yeah, he could be Dr. No. Phil. No, catch catch me outside. How about that? No. They, no. <laughs> Dr. Phil done it. No. <laughs> Dr. Phil done it. No, I like that. I like that Dr. one better. Dr. Phil done it does sound Phil. mage. Like, that does have a good ring to it. But I hate, like, I think Dr. Phil is, like, kind of repulsive. So I, I don't so like he's got, uh, he's got Uncle Phil. You know, we go with Fresh Prince. Well, you Uncle go Phil. Uncle Phil. Yeah. You Uncle, Uncle Phil's Phil good. Yeah. I, I like Phil him. Yeah. He, he stepped in for Will when he, when he needed him most. You know? We got you know we got the fig god with Jordan. We got the fig uncle with Phil. <laughs> the fig uncle. Okay, here for uh, Phil Dunnett, You let us know which which version you like best. Yeah. Which yeah. which I'm moniker? So he's got over uh, he's got over fifty on pre order, and then he actually found one in the wild at Smith's the other day. And yeah. The figure looks awesome. You know, it's super bright. Like they really really captured it. Now we just need Nation of Domination, comma, and we'll be all set. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm leaning towards the Dr. Phil done. It actually like that better because you could do like a, if you have a good Dr. Phil impression. He could be a good doctor. Yeah, do he, well, he could be the, he could be the good Dr. Phil. You know, there's yeah. like the, the repug Dr. Phil and then there's the good Dr. Phil. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not the cash me outside one. But yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> de- uh, not Oprah's lackey. Yeah, no, yeah. no, definitely not. But uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, if you join the group, definitely. I mean, you have access to Phil. So, I mean, he hooked me up with the uh, Royal Rumble series. Um Oh yeah, which was pretty awesome, like the whole thing. So I mean, he's he's a man of his word, and he d- he definitely does get the figures that you need. He's so, the best. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's I mean that's worth uh, price of admission alone. I mean, you can hear us. I mean, or read our babbling stuff anyway. Yeah. Myself and Sheena and Seth, if we post something, you can read that <laughs> stuff. But you really want to join for. Uh, Phil and Jordan, those are the yeah. those are the main attractions to the uh, dollar a month, the, ten bucks yeah. for the year. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, you're yeah. not going to get a better deal I, than that. I feel like we're hyping them up so much. I like <laughs> people are going to join, but they really are. Like, I mean, so Phil's <laughs> awesome because he's got the direct line to Smith, and he's so yeah. generous because. I could tell you from, you know, you guys see we sell a lot of our old figures and then we do a lot of fig hunting ourselves also. We, Hell you know, yeah. we, we're not quite as fruitful yeah. as Jordan. It's a pain in the ass getting those figures, boxing them up, addressing them and everything. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's so, so willing to just do it. Like, that's what I love about our crew is like, they're just like out there figure hunting and they're like, oh yeah, man, you know, just hit me up, you know, PayPal. And like, they just do it. And it's like, you know, even though it is a pain in the ass to like go to the post office or like box your shit up or whatever. Thank God we got stamps.com. I recommend if you're out there and you're shipping a ton of figures like just invest in stamps.com and it's definitely we're not sponsored by them spans.com if you want to hit us up you know we're we're here for you but (laughs) but um i I cannot recommend them enough but yeah it's our our crew is the best like we're the we're the we're the best in the iwc i'll I'll take on any other podcast 
faction yeah, it's the out fam. there. Zero yeah. drama. It's good vibes only. Like, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. And yeah, like you said, uh, Marco, yeah, we are hyping them up a lot, but they deliver. You know, we wouldn't <laughs> do it just to let you guys down. I don't know how Jordan, again, I think Jordan has like got a, the cartel going to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. That, like nobody gets figures, you know, no, he's nobody's, got, yeah, he's you don't buy so much cartel. as a, yeah, you don't buy so much as a Cabbage Patch doll without going through Jordan first. Like, <laughs> he's got it on lock, man, because the dude just produces every single weekend. He goes out and it's like, you know, Motus, Elites, yeah, NECA, whatever pops. Easy. It don't matter. He's like the Tony Soprano of. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm going to give myself a little, I got to give myself a little bit of credit. I've been coming up on them legends like cray cray. I just sent a, a box full of legends to Canada, you know? So. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I found a couple. I get a. I'm gonna post on the uh, Facebook group. So, the uh, Vader and, and uh, John Cena. So, they're coming your way. Killing it's, it's starting to be fruitful around here a little bit. That's right. Um, so we'll move on to uh, pre-orders. Ringside, obviously, use code Chick Foley when you do pre-order. Uh, so Basic Series 122, also Championship Showdown. Uh, the two packs, uh, Series Five, are up for pre-order. On ringside right now. Nice. Um, I know I, I haven't seen any. Of the, I, I'm. I, I kind of want the belt, like the the actual like championship show, championship showdown belt. Yeah, I haven't has, seen like, that anywhere. I the only place yet. I've only place I've seen it's the actual Mattel store in El Segundo, yeah. California. Me neither. Yeah, I'm like I'm, I kind of want to see that in the wild. That would actually kind of entice me to actually get those two packs because I kind of like the uh, the side plates that they have. That you can, you know, the interchangeable side plates, and, and it's stuff a pretty like that, nice so. belt. It's a, it's a step above like the normal toy belts that they put out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it does look like we are getting the Chelsea Green, even though I was very surprised to yeah. see this. I yeah. just like me and Sheena were actually talking. Like whenever she got released, I was like, you know, kind of the first thing, once I get over the initial shock of like you know what it's going to mean to not see these people on TV anymore, I start running down my checklist like. Did we get the figures that we need of this person before they get released? And on that last batch, Chelsea Green was the one that I was like, shit, because, you know, she had we'd seen the um, we'd seen like the prototype drawings a long time ago and yep. then didn't hear anything else about it. So I just I didn't even think that was possible. I assumed that uh, she was done for. But no, we're getting her and she's got a chase. So we're getting two Chelsea Green figures out yeah. of, on this line. And they did that with uh, obviously they did that with the. Uh with the uh, Trinidad as well when, you know, yeah. we didn't think we were going to get her figure, but lo and behold, uh, they did that anyway. So we'll have to keep an eye out for any other, uh, elites or basics that are coming out from, for anyone that, uh, that was released recently. Marco, are you going to go with the purple or the black Chelsea green? Oh man, probably the green. Green. Was it green? Was, I thought it was purple. Is it green? I thought it was, I thought it was purple and black were the purple two. Purple and black. Oh, maybe purple. I'll probably go with the purple one. Yeah, because I think anything. the black one is actually the chase, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because I feel like the purple is going to be more exciting, you know, just because yeah. it's, uh, you know, just a brighter color, something different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, definitely that. Definitely the purple one. Um, but yeah, um, last but not least, this is actually the last story. Actually, there's there's one before, but I didn't put it on here. I'd, so uh, if you're familiar with Dan Housen, I believe they're uh, actually uh, doing a retro figure of him as well. Yeah, some um, of those drawings zombie, came out. Yeah, I think it's uh, – I'm not sure if it's Zombie Sailor. It looked like it was. Yeah, it's Zombie like, Sailor. Yeah, it is. So Zombie Sailor is actually doing a Dan Housen uh, retro figure, which is pretty cool. Obviously, it's probably not going to be – He's probably the most toyetic indie wrestler out there. Oh, oh yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, if you follow him on he's – a, he's a great follow on uh, on social media as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely follow him if you haven't already. Him and uh, actually Jeremy, Jeremy Padawa have some good inter- interactions back and forth on Twitter. They're, they're pretty – pretty funny but um yeah so that's obviously not gonna be in the first series uh it will probably be in the later series 
because um, last week we did announce what was going to be in series one of right. uh, of Zombie Sailor's uh, line. So anything he's announcing now is going to be in the other series and not this series. So just not be confused. But this, so the last news, which is probably the biggest news, which I'm kind, I'm kind of like psyched about this a little bit, sad and psyched at the same time. So, so the uh, wave one of the uh, Legends of Lucha Libre, uh, Ray Phoenix and Penta figures will not be reproduced at all. Um, so oh, wow. once you, this is coming straight from once they're gone. Yeah. 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 Coming straight from the source from boss fight shop. They, you know, they tweeted out, they said, Hey, this is it. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're not reproducing these ever again. So if you want the first ever 38 points of articulation, Lucha figures ever, then you get a, you get to order them now. They, they're very limited supply to, um, that they have left. I'm not sure if they're still available on ringside. Um, but I know their inventory on uh, boss fight is really, really low. So uh, definitely. Are you still uh, MOC right now, Marco? I'm st- I actually have two Depending sets. Depending on what your definition of MOC yeah. is. So I have one set that I'm going to uh, uh, open up, obviously. The other set that I ordered that I forgot about that I ordered, because we, <laughs> we talked about this last time. Um, that's probably going to go up for sale. So, I mean, I'll probably help out the people that, you know, miss out on this opportunity if if they don't, uh, you know, order it right take now. Advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Take advantage now. Cause yeah, that, that, I actually like them putting that out. Like, so you don't have like the hopes of this coming back out again or they're right. reproducing. They're just like, Hey, this is it. But you know, in wrestling, everything's a work, right? That That is true. But I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to believe. I'm Give them the benefit of a doubt. Yeah. To, yeah. Gonna, yeah. They're, they're closing, he, they're closing the chapter on this. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have a- AEW as well, making multiple figures mm-hmm. of uh, Ray Phoenix and Penta. And, you know, they, I think just this one off, like, you know, keep it, keep it as a, uh, you know, like, you know, hard to get as you can with these ones. So yeah, I, yeah. I, we did a, uh, we did a, an unboxing. So we have an unboxing mania episode over on our YouTube. If yeah. you are on the fence about getting these, go and check it out and look at the pictures because they are incredible figures. So yeah, yeah they, you will, you will regret once the, once the door closes on these figures uh, later on down the road, you'll, you'll miss them in your collection for sure. Yeah. So Pentagon is already gone from, uh, from ringside. Phoenix is still there. I'm looking to see if Pentagon still available at boss fight. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. They, they, I mean, they're incredible figures. I mean, they're definitely up for figures of the year. When uh, yeah, we, Penta's we, gone, so well, eBay's yeah. your only hope for getting a Penta at this point. Phoenix is still available. Penta on, says um, you missed out. Yeah, Penta. <laughs> 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 that's great. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for uh, for news. What did you uh, add to your collection this week, Marco? Oh. Uh, um very very light this week um just uh the like i think i mentioned earlier um ended up finding a uh a vader legends vader in the wild um just one that's just crazy one hang I, have in not, there. I have not seen that in the wild yet so how are you displaying it you got do you got the wcw style mask on or do you got his og uh new japan mask on how you got him set up i haven't, I haven't just, no mask he's he's haven't still made, suffocating Still suffocating. I haven't oh, decided you haven't freed on this what, guy yet. Yeah, I haven't freed him. So, but I have two. So I have one from from the staple, aka OG Fig Kid. Mm-hmm. So I got that one from him. But then I found another one. Um, mm. But that one, I'm probably gonna, you know, give it to somebody or you know, someone someone that needs one that that can't find it in the area. So I'm definitely gonna open that one. I'm not sure how I want to display him though. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, that's a tough decision. I mean, you you do have the, that that I think we talked about this last week. The that, helmet that, is incredible. Yeah, you yeah. have the helmet, you have the mask, and then you have the extra head, and then you have the like kind of like the lucha version of uh, Vader with the uh, kind of <laughs> yeah. like the lucha mask. So like, there's so many different varieties of Vader you could go with. It's kind of hard to you know you figure out which what display you want to go with. But yeah, I'm uh, definitely gonna crack that open. Um, the only other two figures I got were the two John Cena's from that same series. So I found two uh, John Cena, uh, the uh, the prototype figures. Yeah, so two of those and and uh, one I'm going to keep and then one is going to go to some lucky person out there that wants one. So Some lucky person. Yeah. Nice. That's it. For us, we had the ringside exclusive Cody with the TNT belt. Um, yes. Obviously, you can go on Sheena's Instagram. This was the uh, you know the video that had the uh, the the wrestling figure community buzzing over the weekend. <laughs> so, uh, go to Sheena's Instagram and check that out. Uh, she because she did upload the live that she did unboxing and showing it off. Really yeah, beautiful. Yeah, on figure. IGTV. Um, so I grabbed some Hasbro Brutus the Barber beefcake scissors. So I know the Hasbro purists are um you know probably gonna be throwing stuff at their their phone or whatever <laughs> this podcast on um because i did kind of break a little bit of the rules so i i love the i only needed one brutus figure in my hasbro collection and i love the one with the zebra tights instead of the pink tights mm-hmm. but for whatever reason it is damn near impossible to find a zebra brutus with the black scissors that he came with like they just huh. don't exist i don't know what the deal is like he cannot find these scissors, uh, you know, or if you, the ones that come with the scissors are going for like damn near 200 bucks. But the OG Brutus with the red tights, you can find him with his orange scissors like super easy. So I ended up getting both Brutus figures. I gave the OG one to uh, my son Brett to play with and I took the scissors from that one and paired it with the uh, the zebra print Brutus. So, you know, sue me. It's, uh, it's Brutus <laughs> with scissors. It's, it's good enough for it's, me. It's our collection. We can collect how we want to, you know? Yeah, we got a... Uh, uh, an amazing custom Orange Cassidy. So this is from Swankenstein Customs on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, he posted it up. Sheena reached out and struck a deal with him to get this figure. Uh, it's basically, so it's the Orange Cassidy from the AEW Unrivaled line. And then this guy took a fake orange from Michael's, the craft store, and uh, painted, a f- painted a mouth and put some sunglasses on it. It's there, There's some famous Orange Cassidy um, fan art where it's basically him as an orange, like his upper body and hands are orange. And then he's got the orange for a head and he, cre- he recreated it in figure form. So again, check it out on Sheena's IG if you didn't get a chance to see it yet or better yet on Swankenstein Customs IG since he is the artist that uh, made it. But just a really cool piece to add to the collection. Uh, probably the most unique figure we have in our collection now, wouldn't you say, Sheen? Oh yeah, it, it's definitely it definitely stands out. You know, <laughs> you're not you're not going to miss that orange Cassidy figure on the on the figure wall for sure. And it's cool because uh, you know the orange is perfectly weighted enough that he can still stand up. You know, yes, so he still got all it's his. It's like uh, lightweight. It's like hollow, like super hollow plastic. But yeah, the hands are painted, the neck is painted. So like the orange Cassidy body parts are all orange too. So. Yeah, it looks incredible. I love it so much. Um, so we did get the New Day Motu figure, and shout out started, to shout out to Good Brother Mike for yeah, uh, yeah. for the hookup on that. Marco brokered a deal between Sheena and Good Brother Mike to get us two of those because when I originally kind of made out my game plan for getting caught up on this Motu line, I felt like I needed three of the Motu New Day figure so I could display them with each face. After getting it in hand, though, I think one's going to suffice. Just uh, they are going to look so because the, the like 
the window or whatever for the face is so small that I just don't think there's going to be in, uh, distinct enough between the three of them to really justify having three of the same figure. So yeah, I'm just going to get one new day. What that means for you guys is that I have a crispy unpunched that that's something I've learned about for the, uh, the Motu fanatics. So the, <laughs> little, the, the hole where like, you know, the, it would go on the pegs at the store. It's unpunched. I got a super crispy unpunched, uh, Motu new day figure. And that is going to be our giveaway for this week. So same thing as always, all you guys got to do is send a screenshot to Marco or Sheena, um, saying that you listen or showing that you listen to this week's show and you're entered and we'll announce the winner next week again for an unpunched MOC new yeah. day figure. We'll call, for, we'll uh, call this the, the G the GBM giveaway. This will be the, uh, yeah, the GBM giveaway for this week. Yeah, so we, we won't double check it. We're going to trust you guys to shoot us a screenshot that you listened and then also that uh, that you followed uh, GBM on Twitter, you know. So we, we'll just we'll just hit the trust button on that one, though. Um, I also got our Cella Toys Blue Mania. That figure is incredible. I love it. Um, I, I will offer the little bit of criticism. I think the one thing Cella still needs to get down pat is the Hasbro Sheen. The figure looks and feels great, but it doesn't got that like final clear coat or mm-hmm. whatever that whatever was that Hasbro put to make their figure shine. It sticks out a little bit on that, but as far as scale wise and stuff, it looks great. And the Blue Mini is one of the most underrepresented uh, wrestlers as far as figures go, I think, just about ever. You know, aside from the handful of guys that have never gotten a fig, I feel like Blue Mini, as toyetic as he is, it's been so few and far between getting figures of him. I still hope Mattel tackles him someday, or maybe AEW if they get their Legends line off the ground, but we definitely, definitely need more Blue Mini figures. The Cello one is a great start. Um, Non-wrestling related, I finally got the Stay Puffed uh, Marshmallow Man figure from the... uh, the Kenner revival line for the old, old style Ghostbusters figures. I had my eye on this line for a long time. Cause these were like the original toys I was playing with, you know, there was LJ and WWF. And then there was the Ghostbusters figures, um, that have re-released at Walmart. Uh, I've looked at the set multiple times of the, of the busters and thought about getting them, but I just can't justify adding another line to the stuff that we're collecting along with all the WWE stuff. AEW and the NECA Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, but I went to Walmart Sunday morning with the kids to run some errands. Our daughter, Stella, uh, was actually wearing a, one of Brett's old Ghostbuster hoodies. So it looks like, you know, the Ghostbuster coveralls with the with the plasma gun and everything, except it's just a hoodie. And uh, it just so happened that for the first time ever, I saw Stay Puffed on the pegs. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I kind of took that as figure fate and I went ahead and got it. So that'll be, I, I'm, I'm still not going to go full bore and collecting that line, but this will be my one little piece of it. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a sound. Part. I'm going to take a sound bite from this so that in six months when he has like a full shelf of Ghostbusters figures <laughs> that I could be like, remember when he said that he wasn't going full bore with these Ghostbusters <laughs> figures? Cause he talks about it all the time. He's like, Oh man, I, really wish like we could we could collect these ghostbusters figures but it is it is just opening another rabbit hole you know just yeah. to, to go down because i mean yep. golly there's there's so many amazing action figures out there like you could really really get expansive yeah i, I still love the ghostbuster plasma series you know like their mm-hmm. version of uh black series figures those, those are incredible um and then we got some stuff from our good friends at stash pages they had a recreation of the 1999 gangrel t-shirt with the brood that uh, was just awesome. And then they also, you know, they occasionally get in some vintage stuff. He had a vintage uh, New Japan crew neck. It's, it's beautiful gray crew neck. Uh, it is in Japanese sizing, so it's a little bit snug, but it looks nice, you know, even if it's a little fitted. And then the actual, the classic New Japan King of Sport logo is in camouflage. So very, very cool. Um, unfortunately, it came in as the, the weather's finally getting hot, so it's probably going to be a little while before I get a chance to wear it. But 
check out Stash Pages on Instagram. They did an awesome uh, drop today for Frontier uh, Martial Arts Wrestling. That's the old, you know, Deathmatch Federation out in Japan from the mid 90s. So he's always dropping some really, really creative stuff from years gone by. So should I tell people? Should I tell people about? Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in; it always goes down smooth. Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the deep recesses of the internet to track down hard-to-find and never-before-seen wrestling merchandise and share it with you, the Foley fam. You can find links to purchase our rare finds in the show notes of every episode. This segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. Visit the official Chick Foley Show store by searching Chick Foley at ProWrestlingTees.com or hitting the link in our show notes. All right, so Sheena tried to pull a Tony Schiavone on us there <laughs> and uh, jump in with a closing thoughts right before the two bad Chad started uh, telling us how awesome Turnbuckle Tavern is. So what was that you were going to hit us with there, well, Sheena? Well, actually, it actually fits in really perfectly with random merch because I was going to ask if I should tell people about the the horse now or if I should wait until next week when it comes in. Um, but since we're talking about random merch, I'm going to share this quick yeah, story. Yeah, go, go for it. I'm yeah, share- I guess we could have thrown this in weekly purchases. but Yeah, yeah I was go, thinking about weekly Sheena. purchases, you know, and what we were going to discuss or <laughs> disclose. Um, but yeah, I get an email notification today from Amazon that my Amazon package is being prepared for shipment. And I was thinking like, you know, I mean, there's, there's I order a lot of stuff off Amazon, unfortunately, you know, and I'm just like, okay, what, what did I order? So I look and it was a, um, you know, essentially a, a scale horse, like a, you know, a, a Barbie size. 112 scale. 112 scale horse um, with a Barbie doll rider, right? It's not, not, not official Barbie, but, you know, a, a doll. And I was thinking like, did I order that? So I, I text the, the heel husband and I'm thinking, I said, did you order this? And he sends me this weird emoji and it said, he says, maybe. And I was like, for who? And I was thinking my niece's birthday was just recently, you know, and I had already gotten her a gift, but I was thinking maybe Seth, you know, maybe, um, you know, my brother-in-law had told her something else that, that he wanted. So he was getting her something else. And I was like, well, for who did, who did you get it for? And he's, he's all of a sudden a gift comes through an Adam hangman page gift comes through. And I am just like, wow. So he got his Adam hangman page figure, a scale horse to ride in the display. So <laughs> every cowboy needs a horse. Every cow. I mean, I, I can't, I can't be mad at it, but at the same time, <laughs> I was just like, it just kind of like came out of nowhere. I mean, if he'd be like, Hey, I'm going to order a horse for the uh, Adam hangman page. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But just to like have that discussion, you know, like out of nowhere, I was a little caught off guard. So yeah, pretty freaking funny um, to find out that your husband's ordering dolls. <laughs> off of Amazon <laughs> for his other dolls, you know? So, yeah. They're not her, dolls. They're action figures. Hey, according to Bret Hart, they're dolls, you know? Bret, Bret Hart calls them dolls. So, uh, I think I think dolls is an appropriate uh, name for, for action figures, right? No. Uh, yeah, I, they're, they're action figures. Bret, no, no, what no, if I say no, wrestling? What if I say wrestling dolls? No, no wrestling figures. So, <laughs> no, they're figures. They're action yeah. figures. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. 
So before we get into the <laughs> official random merch of the week, I do want to let um, our fellow Virginians here know that there is a, another potentially highly valuable piece of random merch available somewhere in the Tidewater area. So uh, for those, the premium Foley fan members in the Patreon group, they've been following along. We've been trying to develop um, some Chick Foley show snapbacks, been working with a local supplier, trying to get the design just right. And... We're in the works on revision two right now, but the prototype, the original Chick Foley the show hat, has gone missing. So uh, I retraced my steps this week because I just, I, it had been, I, I noticed that I hadn't seen it sitting around the house for like a week or so. And then I really started thinking and it, along with another hat that I, uh, that I took to the designer last time, um, they were both gone. And I believe that I left the original Chick Foley show hat inside the cart at a target in uh, at the Pembroke mall in Virginia beach. So wow. um, I'm sure there's somebody that, you know, probably found that cart and was like, what the hell is a chick Foley show? Hell, ho- hopefully they, they looked us up. I'm sure if they gave us a list and they subscribe. So if you're listening <laughs> right now and uh, you found that hat, please email uh chick Foley show at gmail.com. And we'll, you know, we'll come up with some way to, uh, to reward you and get that hat back in our possession, you know, cause you never know with this. Could, we, we could be featured on uh you know, the next WWE greatest treasures. Another hey, we got, we got the rub, we got the rub from Cody and stone cold. So this, the sky is the limit right now for the chick. Exactly. Foley show. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, but for all the, all the Foley fam, just know that the OG chick Foley show hat is out there uh, lurking around somewhere. <laughs> so, so our buddy shoes up sleeves down. If you're, if you're out there, uh, Tristan, you know, scouring the, the mean streets at target. Definitely be on yeah. the lookout. And this is a one of a kind because we changed up the design after that. So it'll be obvious if somebody ever does find this, if we end up going uh, going world famous on this. But uh, with that, Marco, tell us about the official random merch for this week. Yeah, so uh, I, I kind of stumbled upon this one. It's a uh, This is a bid. You have two days to actually bid for this uh, piece of sports memorabilia. Um, piece of, piece so, of history. Yeah, it's actually a piece of history. Yeah, I should I should actually say that. Um, so it is Eric Bischoff's actual AWA blazer um, that he wore when he was in the AWA. Um, the uh, the the proceeds for this actually is pretty cool. It's going through the uh, it's benefiting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So if you do bid bid on this and you do win it, you actually your money is going to a good cause. Um, right is now, it's Eric at- Bischoff actually selling it? No, it's, no, it's uh, someone else, Jim Levitt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not him actually selling it. He's actually in the picture. Um, he's actually wearing the blazer in the picture, and um, you can see obviously like yeah, that's what made me think it was him stuff. because the listing picture actually has him with the microphone and the yeah. jacket on. Yeah, it's more of like an uh, authentication type of thing, just him wearing the jacket. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, it's um, uh, it's at six thousand dollars right now. Six thousand reserves cent. not met. Yeah. <sighs> Not you even. Get, you do so, get free uh, shipping. You know how we like to get free shipping on things. Yeah. So like, I'll, I mean, I'll spend an extra thirty dollars just to save five dollars on shipping sometimes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Twenty three bids on it. To me, the only thing. I mean, this is obviously a cool piece if you're an Eric Bischoff fan. When I think the AWA jackets for the announcers, I think the red one, like Mean Gene always wore. Yeah. You know? I feel like that one's a little bit more iconic. Uh, it definitely pops a little bit more, but definitely a cool piece. You know, I don't know, six thousand bucks. That seems a little. I mean, what do you think, Marco? That seems a little steep to me for this. It's for a charity. It's for a charity. It's not really for the jacket. I mean, you're you're donating to a charity and you get the jacket for free. You know, and you're and it's a Hall of Famer's uh, jacket. Yeah, where you, exactly. Where the value Hall, just w- went up. Yeah, value just went up. He's a Hall of Famer. He defeated Vince McMahon for 83 weeks. You know the whole story. 
I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth it. I mean, all right. Well, I guess I'm just a cheapskate. Yeah. <laughs> one of I mean, these, one the of these days, Eric Bischoff is going to be gone, and it's going to be worth like twenty thousand dollars. Exactly. So, yeah. You know? I mean, maybe even more. I mean, this jacket could end up in the uh, in the physical uh, in the WWE physical Hall WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we, uh, we'll throw a link to this in the show notes. So if anybody's feeling generous and has, you know, seven or eight thousand bucks they want to blow, uh, <laughs> they can definitely well, bid hit on me this. up. Hit me up before you like bid on this. If you got seven or eight thousand dollars you're trying to blow, we, we can work something out. We can, you know, I got some pieces around here that you can buy instead of the, uh, you know, nice. AWA jacket. Yeah. So yeah. there is a uh, there is three days left on this auction right now. Two days and twenty three hours. Let, let's make it fun. Let's let's uh, you know we'll make this a spinoff of the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship. Uh, Marco, since you found it, you get to go first. What's the final oh, sale price going to be on this jacket? Uh, I mean, it did go up. It was at five thousand earlier, I believe. Um, when I did actually no yesterday. So. I'm gonna go. What's today? It's it. Well, it's gonna be actually. It's Thursday right now. So let's go. I'm gonna go eight. Let's go eight. Eight even. Okay, Sheena. What do you think? Um, you gonna go prices right on them and take seven nine nine nine? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with eighty three hundred dollars for okay. the eighty three like eighty three weeks. You know. Oh, there we go. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the theme, and I'm gonna say it's gonna go for eighty three hundred dollars. All right, so we'll uh, we'll go with that. So if it's if it's below eight thousand, Marco wins. If it's above eighty three, Sheena wins. If it's in between, uh, I'll take the middle. So if it's in the middle, I win. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep up with that, and we'll try to start doing that anytime we have a uh, an auction item up on. Uh, on random merchant league we usually don't have auctions i feel like it's almost always yeah, been buy it, it now, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so interesting piece but yeah thanks for digging this one up marco this will be fun to keep up with I'm, I'm clicking the watch button right now on ebay yeah hey everyone it's nick better known as extra cooler is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past yes there is it's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where myself, the heel husband, Chick Foley, and Marco, the MVP, give you guys a recommendation from a match or event from years gone by to get you through the weekend. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Chalkline. Chalkline specializes in bringing you the absolute best in retro-inspired fanware. They can be found on Instagram at ChalklineOfficial or at Chalk-Line.com. All right, we cannot kick off the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week without our Chalkline check-in. This is where I'm going to ask the heel husband which of his 60 pair of Chalkline shorts he is wearing for tonight's episode. So, heel husband, what you rocking over there? 
First off, I want to give a shout out to Chalkline on all the amazing Nickelodeon shorts are going to be dropping. Oh my goodness. Over the next uh, month and a yes. half or so. There's so many good ones. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get every single one of them. If I don't, it's definitely going to be difficult to pick and choose. And reminder, guys, use code PF10 to save 10% on all your Chalkline orders. But tonight, I popped some tags on a fresh pair. I got these a long time ago and just have not gotten around to wearing them. They're the from the Capcom collection that they did last year, the Mega Man shorts. I was a huge Mega Man fan. Nice. Uh, back during the 8-bit NES days, and they had uh, just a beautiful pair of uh, kind of baby blue shorts with, with some Mega Man artwork on them. So that's what I went with tonight. Awesome. All right, so what is your retro wrestling recommendation of the week, Seth? So I put mine in uh, honor of All Red Everything, the Evolution. No, oh, boy. Even Marie's <laughs> best match. And, uh, you know, Bailey's even on record saying this is her funnest match she ever had. Not her best match, but her most fun match. This is from the November 25th, 2015 episode of NXT, and it's Bailey defending her NXT championship against Eva Marie. There's a ton of hijinks. It's really a classic um, old school match where the in-ring action is kind of secondary to all the booking and ref bumps and just... You know, just shenanigans or, or bananas, as uh, Pat Patterson would say. So, um, unfortunately, this episode has not been... They haven't gone this far back yet on Peacock, on NXT. And we would never, ever, ever tell you guys to illegally stream wrestling on the Chick Foley show. <laughs> but maybe if you Google Bailey versus Eva Marie NXT... There may be a daily motion um, link that comes up in the the top two or three results on Google. And maybe if you click that link, you can watch the match. I don't know, but maybe that would work. So if you want to... It's a uh, possibility. Yeah, shot, you could shot, try it. Total yeah, shot in the dark. Yeah, you could try it if you want to watch this match. It's only about 12 minutes long. It really is a fun watch. And, uh, you know, the NXT crowd just hated hated, hated Eva Marie so much. This was peak of the Full Cell era Mm -hmm. where they were all about the in-ring work. So obviously they hated Eva Marie. They just blasted her with you can't wrestle chance every time she was in the (laughs) ring. She was literally the antithesis of everything that NXT had done for the women's revolution and women's wrestling. So yeah, the Full full Cell crowd hated Eva Marie. Yeah, but she, uh, they did a great job of really making you think a couple times that uh, she's going to win the freaking championship. So so check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Sheena, what was your pick? So I'm going with the um, the 2017 War Games from NXT. I just think I want you guys to, you know, think about what we saw tonight with Blood and Butts and then go to this is what this is what I would consider the best of the war game series for uh, for NXT I love I love this match it's the undisputed era which is only Adam Cole Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly at this time they didn't have Roddy yet so he was actually paired up with AOP um, and Roddy Strong were a team and then they took on Sanity which was Alexander Wolf Eric Young and Killian Dane just a hellified match it's like 40 minutes of just mayhem so um I I want you to go back and watch this and compare it to what we saw with Blood and Guts and just kind of see like you know what what flavor you like whether you like the the war games from NXT or whether you prefer the kind of a little bit more hardcore style a little bit more gritty style of the uh, the Blood and Guts match for uh, for AEW so that is my retro re- wrestling recommendation of the week and that's from War Games 2007 it was in yeah, November 2017 that was the uh... That was the first War Games match in 17 years when that yeah. one took place. Yep. Yeah. Marco, what was your pick? Um, so I'm taking you way back. The way the back. way back machine. machine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, July 4th, 1987 in Atlanta, Georgia. The time when men were men. 
All right. <laughs> there weren't any uh there weren't any gimmicks. These are real life real life guys that's going into a cage and doing battle. Um it was the uh, first ever uh war games. And actually if you watch Blood and Guts tonight, they actually allude to this to this match, you know, being the first first ever uh blood and guts match. You can't call it war games, obviously. But um yeah, so the uh, first match was uh the Road Warriors, Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, and Paul Ellering as their uh as kind of like their manager. Um and they went against the four horsemen, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Lex Luger, and Telly Blanchard. Um and then obviously uh JJ Dillon and then uh Dark Journey was their their valet. Uh look her up if you if you don't know who that is. But um yeah, so there was a one member of the very first uh, War Games, actually on, uh, it's 12 o'clock now, so yesterday's episode yeah. of Blood and Guts. Um, <laughs> so Tully Blanchard was actually in the very first match. It was um, it, it was cool. Did you see the artwork that they did where they did like the, they took the original WCW War Games poster and yep. they, they redid it with the AEW and they put Tully in like the same spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- cool. I thought that was a, a really cool little, you know, yeah, paying homage to uh to that. Yeah. So if you want to see some uh some blood and guts, uh, I'm not sure if this is up on Peacock yet. I haven't I haven't uh checked actually to see what check, they have. Check for. your cock. Make sure. Yeah. Check you know. check the check Whoa, the cock. I thought we, saved, sure I thought we saved that for the uh the Patreon exclusive episode. Oh yeah, that's right. It's oh, getting yeah, late. Yeah. It's, it's late though. So anybody that's still with us on this episode yeah. is a true Foley fan member. Yeah, check. That's yeah. Right. Just make sure you check the cock. See if it's on there. Um. Uh. Just a quick note. Um, actually this just in, uh, the Godfather posted a picture on his Instagram. Um, and it looks like he is the next person to appear on the broken skull sessions. Oh, wow. Song oh, called Steve Austin. Cool. That'll be good. Yeah. So friend of the has, show, Steve Austin. Yeah. Friend uh, of the show, Steve Austin. He's mm-hmm. going to be on, uh, <laughs> Godfather's going to make an appearance on, uh, on his, uh, broken skull session. So nice. nice. Look at Marco breaking there. news. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, Sheen, do we got some listener mail tonight? We sure do. All right, this one comes in from one of my Foley fam favorites, Johnny JB. He says, Chick-fil-A sandwich or Popeye sandwich? I'm going to go first on this one just because I legitimately did a, a chicken sandwich tasting on, on the YouTubes um, for our Patreons, and it I have, I have a hot take on this. Okay. So initially when the Popeye sandwich came out, it was freaking amazing. Obviously it set it set the mana from heaven. Yeah. It set the streets yeah. on fire. I mean, literally people, there were people that, you know, RIP, they, they died over this sandwich, right? Like the, the streets were hot with this yeah. Popeye sandwich. But as the as the months have gone on and, you know, things like that, I feel like it was kind of like the bait and switch, you know, not that the Popeye sandwich, the Popeye sandwich is still good, but it is not what it was when it originally came out. And I feel like fast food chains do this a lot when they when they they hit you with the premium ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, when they're launching it, they're going to hit you with the, the highest quality ingredients that they have, the best presentation that they have just to get you hooked on it um, so that you'll be talking about it and all those types of things. And then once you once you're like, oh, man, the Popeye sandwich is so good. Like then they kind of just like. You know, they they start pulling away a little bit, you know, yeah. cut, cutting a little bit of corners, cutting a little water bit of cost. Yeah, water it down a little bit. Um, so it's not what it once was. So the the original Popeye's chicken sandwich, 
was primo. Um, the 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 2021 Popeye's chicken sandwich still good, still a very very like still a, a cut above the rest. But I gotta go with that Chick Fil A. Like it is never gonna disappoint. You're gonna get the same mouthfeel, the same experience, the same you know my pleasure. Every time you leave the uh, the Chick Fil A, it's um, never changed, man. Since the mid '90s when it first started hitting, man. Exactly, Chick Fil A has tasted exactly the same. Exactly, it's something that you yeah. can count on, except on Sundays, which is kind of a bummer. But you know, we'll we'll let it, we'll let it slide. Um, but yeah, I told I, you my multi million dollar idea. I got. I'm gonna open up a clone of Chick Fil A. It's gonna open up as close to actual Chick Fil A's as possible, and it's only gonna be open on Sundays. That's genius. We'll call it fillet of chick, man. Dude, I cannot. Freaking... I I cannot. You should you should just call it Chick Foley. You know, we can call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So operating we... operating costs will be low because you only open one day a week. It basically mm-hmm. be like a glorified side hustle. Yeah, you can actually you can even poach like some of the the underlings at the Chick Fil A staff. Be like, hey, you guys aren't you getting that pick, many you hours. Come over here. Hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want those people that are trained by Chick Fil A. Those people are like freaking precision trained, dude. So I, I oh, we yeah, need we need those people. We need to poach all the Chick-fil-A's and get their employees because I'm not trying to train nobody up to that level because people are going to expect a certain level of service. And I don't know if we're up to training people like that. So we need to, whatever the Chick-fil-A system is, we need to like get in there and like, like I said, like scoop those people out and bring them to the, the Chick-fil-A restaurant, the Sunday, the Sunday restaurant. And it'd be perfect because it'd be like, you know, pay-per-views when you get a wrestling pay-per-view, you can still go get your, your Chick-fil-A goodness, but you know, you'd be at the Chick-fil-A. So yeah, what do you think, Marco? Chick Fil A, Popeyes. Oh, Chick Fil A. I mean, yeah. you, you can't, can't mess with, uh, can't mess with God's just, chicken. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's 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 sent from heaven that 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 chicken sandwich. It's it's just it's just something about it. It, it. Every time you have it, it doesn't change. Yeah, it's always the same. I think you guys mentioned this before. Is just it's consistent. It's consistency. Consistency, they don't, they don't, man. That's... Yeah, they don't pull away. They they don't water it. They don't step down on it. They don't do anything yep. different. It's it's the same sandwich. It, would you expect you go there and you're like, you know, you're going to get the same sandwich when you go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, you know you it's going to hit. It's going to hit the gut yeah. the way that you want it to hit no matter what. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, on a Nuggets kick for a long time, but oh, yeah, I've, nuggets, I've gone back. Oh. I, I mean, the Nuggets are so incredible, but I think the sandwich is the way to go, man. It's just yeah. it's perfect. The bun perfectly complements the chicken. The pickles yeah. perfectly complement the bun. It's just, it's excellent, man. Quick, quick <sighs> little, quick little aside on that. Do you guys put any of the Chick Fil A sauces on your Chick Fil A sandwich? I know Seth, no, does, Seth does not. The most I I'll do. occasionally do is every once in a while, I'll I'll get him to add cheese and bacon on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just switched up. It's really tasty, but no, nah, I don't. The chicken's already moist enough, man. Maybe like I like a little light mayo every once in a while, but uh, no, nah, I, I don't put any of the Chick Fil A sauce. I feel no. like those are more suited for nuggets and sandwiches. What about you, Marco? I do the, I do the sauce all day. Sauce yeah. on the bun. I'm the sauce boss. Squish, too. squish it down. Yes. What, what's so- what's your what's your preferred sauce? <sighs> I do like the Polynesian sauce. Oh, baby, that's me too. I love the Polynesian sauce. <laughs> um, that stuff is so good. Yeah, it's like it's like eating a giant chicken finger almost <laughs> when, you, when you put it on. That's that's how I equate it to. It is. I think <laughs> I, I, I will say since you picked the the Polynesian sauce, I will go with the uh, you know uh, clearly Chick Fil A sauce is amazing, but I yes. think one of the most underrated sauces in the Chick Fil A lineup is their honey roasted barbecue sauce. Ooh, that yeah, stuff is, is banging. It is hitting. So if you if you get yourself a Chick Fil A sandwich, get the honey roasted barbecue sauce throw a packet of that on there and dude it is it is so so good so 
Yeah, thank you, Johnny, for that question. Um, our next one comes in from our buddy Matt Carlos at the Matt Carlos on Instagram. If you want to give him a follow, he's he's just an incredible dude. Um, he says on the theme of AEW's blood and guts, what are your favorite cage matches? Mine would be SummerSlam '94 WWF Championship between Owen and Brett. I mean, clearly that's a you know that's that's a cut above the rest. Um, but he also gives us a TNA. So he says TNA Final Resolution, America's Most Wanted versus Triple X with the cage tightrope Frankensteiner spot. He also says, Happy Mother's Day, Sheena, and my birthday is also this Sunday. So happy birthday to our buddy, Matt Carlos, and thank you for the for the Mother's Day shout-out. So I'm going to start with Marco. What, uh, what what cage matches do you like, dude? Oh, man, I don't even know. That's that's a rough one. There's a lot of, definitely tons of different cage matches. Mm-hmm. jeez. Oh, I'll kick it off. I'll, I mean, if yeah, I, 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 clearly I was going to say SummerSlam. I mean, SummerSlam, Brett and Owen is, you know, a, a classic, you know, any anybody's favorite cage match. Yeah. But I'll go with uh, King of the Ring 98. You know, we got we got Taker and uh, yep. Mankind, which is just a, a classic start to finish. There's just so many crazy moments and crazy bumps and spots in that uh, in that match. So, yeah, that's definitely one of my one of my favorite cage matches. What about you, Seth? So I'm taking it way back again. SummerSlam 94, Brett Nolan is one, not just my favorite cage match. That's in kind of like my magnificent seven mm-hmm. of what I think are the seven best matches in the history of wrestling. So I'm going to take it way back. World Class Championship Wrestling, Christmas Day, 1982, Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair in a steel cage match for the NWA Championship. It's a hell of a match. Um, Ric Flair is, you know... Just kicking off his prime, Kerry Von Erich's, you know, all time over babyface, and this match actually kicked off the uh, the world famous feud between the Freebirds and the Von Erichs. So the actual uh-huh. show is Christmas Star Wars. It was on the old WWE Network. I'm sure it's going to be on Peacock eventually, but just you could either search Ric Flair Kerry Von Erich cage match or WCCW Christmas Star Wars, and uh, you know you can definitely find this on various outlets throughout the internet. But it's a really really fun match if you want to see what early '80s Texas wrestling was all about. That's that is the Wayback Machine, Marco. Did you come up with a uh, with a cage match you like? Yes. Yep. So I actually thought of one. Um, It's not really. I mean, it it could be considered way back. Actually, it's it's in the 2000s. But um, it's uh, that's twenty years ago. Yeah, uh, no, shut up. Two thousand, two thousand five ish. Yes. So Edge, Edge and Matt Hardy, um, unforgiven, unforgiven, two thousand five, I believe it was. I'm not sure if that's on the network, but uh, this was like at the height of their real life uh, beef. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That then you could definitely go back and read about what happened. Um, in we kayfabe and we real life. Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you're young out there and you're listening, definitely do your research on Edge and Matt Hardy and what they really were fighting for uh, back in back in the day. But yeah, this one actually, yeah, this this match is actually really really good. Um, Edge Edge, uh, I think he kind of like dominated most of the match, but uh, you know Matt Hardy, obviously he was the the extreme team extreme, so he had some uh, awesome spots on that as well. So yeah, definitely go back and watch that one. Yeah, real quick, we got a little shout out. It's not really a question, but it is a funny shout from our guy, Dr. Phil Dunnett. He says, uh, can, can it really be a blood and guts match if Jericho didn't uh, get his gut out? <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, taking, he's, taking a, he's taking a little shot at, uh, at Jericho tonight for wearing Damn. the jumpsuit. Um, but our last question for tonight <laughs> is going to come from our guy, Justin Frank, at In Ring Art on Instagram. If you don't follow Justin, you definitely need to. Um, I, I have a few uh, in-ring art exclusive 
exclusives in my Mark Cave. So I highly suggest you give him a follow uh, and support his art. Uh, but he says, chances that da- uh, Brian Danielson is in the G1 this year. Ooh. Seth? Um, greater than zero, less than 20%, though. I just, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. A little, it's, f- uh, little faith. The G1 is a very grueling event, and yeah. Daniel Bryan's already talked about how his neck is not even in as good a shape as it was when he came back, back in 2018. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't think he's up for it, and quite frankly, I think he's kind of above it. You know what I mean? The G1's kind of like the, almost like the U.S. Open of uh, wrestling tournaments. Like, you know, they really anybody can kind of get in it and then it's mm-hmm. just a grind to get to the the final you know the the kind of like main event of the tournament so no i do not think that daniel bryan will be in the g1 marco yeah uh yeah no, i'll have to agree with you on that i don't think he's uh, entering the g1 i think if he does you know go to different uh organizations to wrestle i think it's just going to be like marquee matches yeah he's going nothing, right to the top yeah, yeah nothing nothing crazy like uh oh we didn't even talk about this actually before we go that's, that's reminded me, um, Andrade. Did you guys see him? Who he challenged? Yeah, he challenged Kenny Omega. Yeah, for the uh, for the AAA. Omega, the AAA mm. Mega Championship. So yeah, um, just like I think that that just popped in my head because that's what I think Daniel Bryan would do. Just challenge like the marquee guys. Like I mean, maybe he might challenge if he goes to New Japan. It might be against Will Ospreay. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Zach, Ospreay, or CSJ. Yeah, Zach yeah. Saber Junior. One of those guys. Like I mean, Zach Saber Junior. would probably be like the not not the safe probably the safest out of all of them because it's like Zach Sabres Jr. If you watch any of his matches, he's super technical, and that's a safer match for Daniel Bryan if his neck yeah. isn't as you know good as it was uh, a couple of years ago. So, but yeah, he's he's definitely going to do those big matches, not any type of grueling. True. Like, Night and I just don't tournaments. see with the, with the current situation of the the world that you know Daniel Bryan's going to be like flying back and forth to yeah. Japan. I just don't I don't see that as a uh, realistic possibility. But you yeah, know, hey, cra- crazier things crazier yeah. things have happened. But yeah, that's going to wrap up our listener mail for this evening. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. So you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And you can join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com. Most importantly, though, you guys, uh, make sure you support the Pod Foundation. You heard from them earlier in the show. We have our guys over at Turnbuckle Tavern with the most comprehensive AEW recaps in the game. So if you want to, um, you know, get all things blood and guts, make sure you tune in to them this week. Extra Cooler taking you in the Wayback Machine uh, with all of their nostalgia picks and running down old matches. Our guys over at Pyramid Wrestling for all things toy hunts and action figure talk. And you can keep up with everything that all of our all of our pod foundation brethren are doing over at pod foundation on instagram yeah that's gonna do it make sure you use code chick foley at ringside collectibles to save 10 percent. and marco you are the reigning defending <laughs> undisputed chick foley show prediction champion hit us with the closing words for this week yeah so uh, i don't want to end this on like on a sad note or a somber note but you know, uh, you guys heard of the news, you know, Bill Bill and Melinda Gates, you know, they got divorced. You guys heard, <laughs> heard that happen, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Melinda got the house, obviously, you know. Who's getting settlement. Dr. Fauci? That's all I want to know. Who, but, uh, who, who's who's getting mean, him in the divorce? Probably probably Bill, but he's also, he. Uh, she got the house, he got the windows. So. Wow. Yeah. 